What the fuck? Hello? Yo, can you hear me? There we go. Awesome. There we go. <laughs> I was worried it would happen again. I don't know why it was glitching, but there you go. Now we're on it. How are you doing, oh, sir? I'm doing well. Okay, let me try plugging you into my setup here now. Can you still hear me now? Yep. Okay, great. Fantastic. How does that sound? Is the level okay? Yeah, that's, that's perfect. Fantastic. How are you today? Are you using a mic at all or no, if I may ask? Yeah, I'm using a microphone. Okay. I've I've actually used a few microphones, but apparently it doesn't make a big difference. I did a mic check check on here. Um, So is there any like white noise you can hear or anything? No, it sounds okay. All right. I feel like your voice is super clear. I like the quality. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, um, no you know, I have a background in uh, in audio engineering and tend to be a little bit of a geek when it comes to that. I nerd about nerd out about it, so I like playing with nice. stuff. And um, yeah, I've recently kind of upgraded my sound system a little bit or my setup a little bit, and um, kind of started a offering consulting for other people to do the same. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I might have to. Uh ask you about it i might have to get no worries for that. but yeah i'm glad i'm just, you picked I'm this just topic. starting so all the first ones are free oh nice awesome yeah so to break the ice what kind of made you want to talk about this like i love this kind of topic what but what made you want to talk about self-help and mental health yeah yeah so um yeah, so uh, hello. Uh, do we get anybody in the house yet? Not sure. We got a few people in the house. Hello, people. We're going to talk about, you know, mental health and, you know, self-help. I've been fascinated with this for a while, partially out of necessity. <laughs> um, so I've done a lot of my own work, um, you know, various forms of therapy, been to many seminars, over 200 hours of um, intensive, you know, seminars where you basically live on, you know, live in a hotel for a week and, you know, complete submersion. So, you know, you don't, you don't go home, you don't see anybody, talk to anybody except for the people you're meeting in this, in the seminar. So pretty powerful. Yeah. Stuff kind of like self improvement boot camp almost. Oh wow, I've actually been in a few of those too, and I feel like nice. the reason why I like talking about this it's not because like I know these things just by like going on going on Google and be like how to be a better like how to have a better mental health or how to be more positive, but I feel like for me it's been through a lot of hardship, you know, 
Yeah. And because when I talk about my personal experiences, then it, I feel like it makes people listen more. If I always say stuff like, you need to change this, you need to change that. But I haven't gone through the personal work. People don't find that relatable. So I think it's it's fascinating how some people, they go through hard times mentally, but they've, through necessity, like you said, um, look at things to change your thinking, to observe what thoughts impact your behavior. And then through that, you can actually be able to help people, which I think is super, super cool. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I've been fascinated with counseling for a long time. I thought I might be interested in going into counseling but for a while, but never really pursued it. But I've always been um, been interested in people that have a different take on things. Or, you know, I'm, I'm a curious person, so lifelong learner. Um, yeah. I stumbled upon this one book was given to me by my sister actually called um, how oh man the the title's eluding me right now but it's basically the gist of it is how your body holds on to past traumas mm. and it was fascinating this guy medical doctor psychologist so he's got you know multiple PhDs and but he is is a lifelong learner and open-minded and very progressive guy. So he's constantly trying to learn about the human brain and we don't know much about the human brain. Right. So right. fascinating, but you know, he did a, um, a program through MIT studying the mind and trauma. And, yeah. Oh, wow. So you I think must the name know, of it is um, The Body Holds the Key. Let me Google it right now. But I'll Google yeah, this I'm so I'm not talking down. about, <laughs> you know, so I can name it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, so why don't, we, why don't we kind of start? Maybe we could kind of start by introducing ourselves a little bit and just, you know, sure. give a, a, a brief, you know, summary of who we are and kind of what brought us to this topic. And then we can kind of get into it a little bit. Sweet. Yeah, I, I'm still working. I'm a German guy. I just, first thing I did when I downloaded this app, I just kind of said German guy. I didn't know I would be getting into podcasting and it just kind of stuck. I'm still working on my beginnings, like the intros and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm very passionate about um, learning new things, learning new perspectives, connecting with all kinds of different people. I recently got a new podcast going that's going on Mondays and Wednesdays with Amina Hawk. It's called Let's Be Honest Podcast. And um, a new one is which, up uh, soon. I'm sorry, which platforms is that podcast available on? Where could people find that? Well, that's, I'm going live on stereo and then I'm, gonna put, I'm putting it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. How about yourself? Um, yeah, uh, you know, um, I do a little podcasting, been doing this for a little while, um, basically got into it, uh, because I was, you know, I was found myself ranting with a friend of mine about things that were, you know, going on in the world or things that we could, that we saw you could use improvement, things of that nature, but it got frustrating just having a conversation and then hanging up the phone and knowing that, you put all that energy into that conversation and nothing really mm. came of it, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I relate so that, to that. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So that started me kind of down the path of um, of getting into podcasting, and so I started a YouTube channel with that same thought in mind of, of cu- accumulating documentaries and movies that I think are important uh, in a social regard that I think people should see, and that kind of just led me to wanting to talk about those ideas in those films, which led to bigger and broader ideas, which leads us to the topic of self-help and mental health, because, you know, unless you're taking care of yourself and taking care of your mind, you know, you can't, you're not going to be able to do anything. One of the, um, one of the quotes that comes to mind, I'm probably butchering it, but it's, it's a Buddhist type quote that it, it's basically if, unless you help yourself first, you're useless to others. Right. It's like the thing in the airplane, you know, they tell you to take the oxygen first, then you can help somebody. But if you can't breathe, what good are you? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I I think you hit it right on the nail. You know, I've been struggling with mental health, depression, anxiety my whole life. And I'm not saying that there aren't chemical imbalances going on. That's definitely a reality for a lot of people. But how often do we go about our life, you know, calling this thing, this depression thing, we're labeling it. And we are taking anything, any responsibility to act upon that feeling away. We just label ourselves like, oh, well, I'm just uh, depressed. I'm just anxious. And don't realize that it's been a habit and it's been a pattern of negative self-talk so often that put us in that place. That's why I'm so, so, that's why I'm so passionate about it because I've, I think I literally thought myself into depression, you know, um, oh, this person is looking at me a certain way, or that person doesn't like me. You know, when they say that 80% of our thoughts are negative, subconsciously or automatic, automatically negative, but the 20% that it's positive, it's so interesting that it has to be worked on. It has to be nurtured every day. It's a, it's a you know, I don't think joy is a, or happiness, it, happiness is just a lifestyle. It's not really a feeling. Because often we do the hard thing, we do the thing that scares us, our brain is trying to hold us back, and then we get joy from overstepping it or being able to do it anyway. So one thing yeah, I've I learned agree. Yeah, one thing I've learned personally is to not expect anything to be easy. You know, just to when when it shows up the hard thing, embrace it. Right. Yeah. I I remember when I was like 22 or something, I asked my mom, when does life get easy? And she's like, sit down, son. (laughs) It doesn't get easy. You better learn to enjoy the ride because that might be all you get. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. So true. um, It was powerful, though. But I remember that hitting me like a brick. Like, so when, you know, when is it going to be like the movies where I'm sitting on a swing on the front porch and drinking (laughs) lemonade or whatever? Right. Yeah. Never. Maybe I mean, never. there will be, there will be times, but it's it's often. It's it's supposed to be a reward. We're not supposed to be feeling good all the time. It's like going to a gym, when you're pushing your muscles. You know, it's not going to be comfortable, but you're doing it for a reward. And I think happiness is just that little reward, that we get from doing the right things. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I was distracted a little bit. I found the book I was looking for. Oh, um, nice. But, um, yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And as far as, 
you know, your state of mind being a choice, it's so true. I mean, and, you know, when you're in the depths of depression, it's hard to think about that, but it's true. You know, little things like choosing to get up and go outside. Um, like I took part in a Kaiser uh, mindfulness program through Kaiser Permanente Healthcare, you know, hospitals or whatever. And they have a really progressive um, progressive approach. I don't know if you've heard of the Kaiser study um, called the ACE study, Adverse no, Childhood Experiences. The ACE? Yeah, um, A-C-E, capital A-C-E. Um, so the CDC Kaiser Permanente Adverse Childhood Experience Study is one of the largest investigations of childhood abuse, neglect, and household challenges, and later life health and well-being. So they had a bunch of people volunteer to take this test, and then they followed these people to see how they did later in life. Um, I'm going to continue from this. I'm reading a little excerpt here from uh, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention about the CDC slash Kaiser ACE study. The original ACE study was conducted at Kaiser Permanente from 1995 to 1997 with two waves of data collected. Over 17,000 health maintenance organization members from Southern California receiving physical exams completed confidential surveys regarding their childhood experiences and current health status and behaviors. More detailed information about the study can be found in the links below. Um, But basically, it asks if you've gone through, you know, X experience, dot, 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 dot. And then it, um, you know, based on that, based on these numbers, your X you know, you're, you have an increased pers- likelihood to, um, to have certain experiences later in life. And it's, mm. it's pretty, uh, pretty amazing how those things form later life experiences. Yeah. You know, it, I find it, I find it interesting too that often we are so hesitant to look at our childhood because I think part of us knows that's where a lot of problems hide because that's our earliest um, learning of habits, you know, of things that we perceived as normal, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think going through childhood trauma, you know, in a way, yeah, it may, it may take long t- a long time to heal, but the, at the end of the day, um, it is my responsibility to take actions towards healing from them you know um i myself have been through some trauma Mm -hmm. but as long as i label myself oh i can't change this or can't or i can't can't change that then it really uh hinders me from taking the steps towards healing oh absolutely i don't believe there's anything that we can't change but you know to to be able to change or affect change in anything, you first have to be aware of it, right? So knowledge and awareness is the first step towards, towards everything, really awareness, right? Um, you reminded me of this book I read a while back called how we choose to be happy. I went to a one day seminar, uh, put on by the author and his partner about exactly that, how happiness is a choice. And sometimes it might not be the easiest choice. It might be 
you know, that you force yourself to go out in the sun because you just feel like eating ice cream and staying in bed all day um, yeah. or something like that. You know, like um, that's one thing I learned in that Kaiser course, the mindfulness course, was the opposite action. So if you're feeling mm-hmm. like not doing anything, do the opposite. Go for a bike ride. You know, if, you know, if you're feeling like not seeing any people, do the opposite. Go see a family member or go talk to somebody or whatever. Um, that's powerful. That's powerful. Opposite action. Yeah, it really is powerful because if you feed that demon, then you just go get ice cream, turn on the TV, yeah. pull, the, pull, the, pull the curtains shut, right? <laughs> yeah. And then you just go get more ice cream, and then it's easier to do it the next day, and, and it builds yeah. on it, right? But if you do that opposite action, it's something so simple as that. But I found that really, really helpful. Yeah. We are masters at, or our brains are master, masters as, sorry, let me rephrase that. <laughs> our brains are really good at talking us out of danger. That's what our brains do best. Yes. Uh, and, and, and so any new thing could be perceived mm-hmm. as danger, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I don't ooh, know I've never know... done that before. So I'm going to stick with an unhealthy behavior because I know that. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Our brains don't really know the difference that well. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know Mel Robbins. You probably know Mel Robbins. Um, um, not right offhand. Okay. She talks about this kind of stuff. Uh, I think so, yeah. If you just type in Mel Robbins on YouTube, and she, it just shows a bunch of videos of like really awesome uh, tips of how we can outs- outsmart our brain, basically. You know? Nice. She is dealing with depression. There you go, yeah. And she talked about it. this five-second rule. She says often most of our problems you know, come down to silence and hesitance. And those two are a choice too. They don't seem like a choice, but they're a choice too. And long-term, those choices will really um, impact our mental health in a negative way. And she introduced the five-second rule, just count back from five and then do it. And it's such a simple thing, you know, it's such a simple thing, but she says it was life-changing for her. Could, could, can you give me an example of, of that in action? For sure. So I wake up in the morning. I'm just going all the way simple here. And my alarm, my alarm clock goes off. And I'm like, let me just hit that snooze button. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the next thing you know, it's been three, four times, and you lost two hours of your day. And then okay, you, gotcha. So you wait. Five, four, so three, you give two, yourself one, five and seconds, and you're like, bam, there, hit, hit the I'm up. Yeah. Yeah. No hesitance okay. because I our like brain it. in five set in, in, in that matter of five seconds for most people, our brain will already have talked us out of that decision that we uh, needed to make. Right. Right. I, that's fascinating that you mentioned that because I watched a, a video on motivation last night. I, I, you know, I find myself watching stuff like this just for entertainment. So I'm right? just flipping through yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm just flipping through YouTube and I stop on this one, you know, how to maintain motivation and and, and you know productivity. And this guy's like, I never want to get up and go for a jog. Right. But I just do it. You know, he's like, I never he's and, oh, it was Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan was saying, I'm oh, the yeah. laziest motivated person I know. Right? Mm. <laughs> and what a great way to put it. 
He's like, I never want to go work out, but I do it. He's like, you know, once I'm out the door, that's half the battle. So it's all about what you're saying, that five seconds. And this other video was the guy was saying, I just visualize me getting out the door and locking the locking the door behind me. You know, I put my running Mm. shoes on, put my socks on, put my running shoes on my, you know, whatever shorts, bup, bup, bup get out the door, yep. close the door, and that's as far as he visuals, visualizes it. He doesn't have to jog 10 miles. He could go to the mailbox and stop. But yep. he finds that once he's out there with his shoes on, you know, he's going to go run five miles. Yeah. And it's, it's incredible how self-manipulating we are or we can be with excuses. You know, um, I don't have time. I don't have the energy. I don't have the motivation. Right. I love that you right. said that. I love that you said it because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how much motivation you have. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. You can do it anyway. No, because motivations, yeah, that's another thing. The summary, the best, the biggest nugget, and I forgot it until you just said that. But the biggest nugget I got out of this video was motivation is created, you know, through mm. the action. They were saying it's the opposite of motivated people go jogging. No. Jogging creates motivation. Wow. So, yeah, it wow. was wild, right? So powerful. Seems so simple, but so powerful. So I found the uh, I find the title of this book. I'd like to share this. Um, it's one of the best books I've ever found. And you know, when you find a really good book that's almost like a reference um, book, you know, yeah. it gets really worn really quick. So, oh man, this book looks like five years old, ten years old, but I've had it for like a year. Um, and it, it, it's called The Body Keeps the Score, Brain, Mind, and Body in the Healing of Trauma. Um, and it's written by this guy, Bessel Van, Bessel van der Kolk, MD and author. Okay. And it's like uh, 1153 for the paperback on Amazon. So 12 bucks. Nice. And it's a good it's- 12 bucks to spend if you think about it. Sometimes oh my God, we're like it, 12 bucks. I don't have that money, but we have 40, 50 bucks to go to a restaurant. Right. This, and this is one of those books, like I'm telling you, like when I'm reading it, I'll fall asleep. You know, I won't want to stop and I'll wake up and the book will be over there on the floor. I'll be like, damn, what page should I stop on? And then I'll end up like, oh, I already read that. But oh, well, it's good. I'll keep going. <laughs> so I've reread a bunch of it like 10 times trying to find where I am. But it's also so good that I'm, I'm starting to read it with a highlighter pen so that I can highlight certain areas and then I'm writing notes in the, in the, in the margins. It's amazing. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a good hobby to have to want to, you know, see or just grow our awareness, you know, just to say, Hey, why am I, why am I feeling this way? Why, why am I having these thoughts? Sure. Are my thoughts impacted by my feeling or my feelings impacted by my thoughts? It's probably all of those things, but to just, be passionate about how our brain works. I think that could be a very good way to push past our trauma or push past the old so negative powerful. self. Oh yeah. So powerful. Yeah. Oh my God. I didn't realize we have so many people um, leaving messages. <laughs> I, I, I apologize people. I got all carried away talking and, um, and my phone's kind of in the sun. It's got a little glare. So I didn't see that number. Um, man, we got nine plus messages. We better, Dang. we better check those out. All right, let's do that.
You want to hit the first one, and we could kind of alternate through them if you want. Sure, sure, we can alternate. Yeah, I'll hit the first one here. Ali Tete, thanks for being here. Everybody has attachment styles that they have picked up from childhood that now is in their subconscious. That is why they um, will feel negative feelings or, you know, fearful feelings or avoidance feelings or dismissive feelings. Um, You know, sometimes even um, they'll feel um, uh, secure feelings in certain situations. And that's because when they were younger, their environment was showing them you shouldn't feel okay to do this or act this way or you right. you know should um be not good enough to feel like you deserve something so you will think that and carry that with you into adulthood yeah great yeah, point I agree. i'm gonna share that comment that was brilliant very insightful thank you thank you Ali. Um, yeah, you want to hit the uh, next one? I'm I'm sorry, my screen's um, that was so insightful. I I really want to share that so people can hear that. Yeah. Also, sure. if you it, also if you people are digging the talk, feel free to clap it up. That'll trigger the algorithm, um, and it you know will send more people to the to the conversation. So, clap it yeah, up. Yeah, we like and, to see that fire. Those claps. If you hit it like three times real fast, it'll give us that's some right. fire. Throw yeah, some yeah. fire for us. <laughs> All right, we got the next message. Oh, you, yeah, you're next. Sorry. Oh, go ahead and hit it. I'm uh, I'm posting to Instagram right now. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, I just realized I didn't even say hi. How you guys doing? What's up? What's up? Ellie Tace here. I just like what jumped right in with my <laughs> opinion. <laughs> much well, love, Ellie Tay. Thank you so much. Yeah, Appreciate you. you. Back to her comment. I think it's so true, you know. And to what I said already, like, it, it can be very hard to confront those beliefs as a kid. And it's scary, but I think it's it's very worth it to confront yeah. them and at least be self-aware of why we are who we are now, you know? Sure, sure. That um, way we can... You know, there's... Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, no, it's all good. So that way we can know what our triggers are, not only to maybe grow our capacity in being able to deal with the triggers, but maybe if we're not ready to do that, just ignore, not ignore them, but just kind of avoid those triggers. So it's it's self, I, my mind keeps going back to self-awareness. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. so important. So important. Absolutely. Here, I'll hit the next message. All right. Addie Duvall. Or Duvall. Hey, guys. Just joining the chat. Um, Loving the conversation topic. I am someone who has suffered from mental health issues um, since, I mean, I've been aware of them since I was about 11 or 12. And um, didn't really seek help until I was in my later 20s. Um, And I understood myself so much more afterwards and a lot of uh trauma that occurs during childhood if it's not you know something that's properly taught and i don't think it's even a proper way um exactly not a written way 
on how to deal with your emotions, but if healthy habits aren't formed at a young age, it's hard to be aware of how to change those as you grow older. But once you become aware, um, you have way more control over your anxiety, your depression, and your mania. Absolutely. So true. So true. Man, powerful. I love the input you guys have. I love it. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. Great comments. You want to hit that next one? Sure. Hello, German guy. Hello. Hello, hello. another thing. Ooh, I like that name. Anyway, how are you two gentlemen doing this evening or wherever you are located (laughs) in the world? It could be afternoon for all I know. It is afternoon here, 222. Make a wish. Happy 420 day. Yay. Anyway, self-help and mental health. Ooh, two of my favorite topics. Well, I hope both of you enjoy your show and the best wishes to your week and to that of your listeners. I will be listening in to see what I can learn today. Thank you. Great energy there, healing goddess. (laughs) We need some of that energy. Absolutely. Amazing energy. I love it. Uh, Genevieve, thank you so much. Wonderful energy. And yeah, I mean, you know. We got self-help, we got mental health, and we got 420. Oh, my God. Come on. What a wonderful, great day. It's a good combination right there. Hey, they kind of work together, really. (laughs) 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 Skid him. A little 420 humor there. Yeah. Uh, What do you think? Should we knock down a couple few more messages and then maybe maybe jump back into it? Yeah, I'm done. What do you feel like? Okay. Yeah, I don't, oh, I just sometimes we get so um, once we get talking about some of these issues, then we totally forget about the messages, and then we're like, "Oh man, we have to catch up." Yeah, I agree, and and you know, and I apologize, people, but but it's just you know, these we're talking about stuff that's deep and personal to ourselves. So yeah. you know, it's not not that I'm ignoring you at all. I just I looked over at my phone and I'm like, "Oh my god, we got all these messages." <laughs> yeah. So thank you for being patient. We will get to all of your messages. As soon as we can. Um, yeah. And then maybe, yeah. you know, after we run through the messages, maybe we could go through that, that study, that ACE study, childhood trauma study, and see what the questions are. I pulled yeah, it up sure. on the computer. For sure. Cool. Let's All see. Right. You want to hit that next one? All right. Ali Tate is up next. See, mental Ali health, Tate. I don't believe that it is a disease. I don't believe it's a medical um, brain issue that is actually a genetic or a passed down or a function that has been genetically um, given. It is literally simply a product of your environment as a child because your brain is creating and uh, destroying neural connections all the time so the ones you use are created the ones you don't use are just taken away so you are literally um seeing perceiving um feeling and storing how you feel and react to situations as a child and then that is in your subconscious and there's so many things i want to say but i know there's still nine messages 
So I'll keep it yeah, nice and I mean, sweet well, and short. Yeah, let's just give a little feedback because, I mean, it's hard to not say anything, right? I mean, we got to say something. Yeah. So, yeah, let's like, <laughs> – I'll, I'll try so to limit I myself, think it's, though. It's hard for me. Right. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's really – for me personally, it's empowering to know that I can continuously create my environment. You know, I don't have to um, label my circumstances on the past – but I can continuously create my environment right now by my thoughts, you know, by the people I choose to hang around with. Um, does that does that say that I didn't have a hard, you know, past that I don't have triggers? No, but I can kind of redirect my my thoughts, and um, I think we continuously create a reality. I don't know about you. But I think we continuously create with our thoughts, with our intentions, the kind of people we hang out with. And that's empowering because next time a negative person comes around or negative thought, we can just say, hey, you know what? That's actually not helpful. That goes in this year and it goes out this year. I completely, I completely agree with that. I think we're an amalgamation, you know, of all of our experiences. So by changing who we're around being around people that are positive that feed us and lift us up instead of tear us down by you know giving ourselves time in nature by you know many little things like that um yeah. going to the beach once in a while those positive experiences you know are they stay in your psyche absolutely yeah and it's scary and it's it's awesome at the same time. It's scary when we notice, hey, I've been doing this habit for a long time. It's not helping me. But it's good when we realize, hey, we can actually change it. Right. We can change it right. for the better. Yeah. Yeah. But if you don't realize the pattern, then you can't change. You can't stop the pattern or the behavior, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We got Ollie Tay-Tay up again. Childhood is where everything that has to do with addictions, mental health, stress, anxieties, depressions, ADHD, all of these are literally basically, um, why is the word, I skipped my head, products of childhood traumatic situations that internalized as trauma within a child due to their environment and what they were seeing and taught and feeling i think we got one more well from well put yeah absolutely yeah i think she's finishing that thought you want to hit that next one sure yeah it's, it's not even about danger. It's simply a human nature. It's a reaction to a situation that is uncomfortable. So it's literally an attempt to solve a problem. The problem is I don't feel safe or I don't feel happy or I don't understand this feeling. I can't get away from it. How do I create happier feelings? as quickly as possible so it's an attempt to cope to solve a problem of not being able to leave an uncomfortable or scary or not good situation and therefore we develop coping mechanisms 
blocking things out, um, holding things in, lashing out in anger, addictions, you know, all these issues are stemmed from simply a human nature to cope and solve a problem, so it's not really a choice, it's more of a natural instinct. Interesting. Interesting. Oh my goodness, I think we got Miss Rara, um, and I was thinking about Rara. Oh my god, so when Genevieve left that message, it's 222. Rara's lucky <laughs> number is, is 222, and yeah, her screen funny. name is 222 Rara. So, here we go. We got and Rara another thing. What's up, and another thing, and hello, German guy. Hey. I am definitely into the topic what? here, self-help and mental health. That's the, the shit right there. Happy 420, happy 420 especially to you and another thing. And happy um, Chauvin Conviction Day. <laughs> yes. Alrighty. It's your girl Ra Ra, 222-ra.ra-222 in the building. Hey Ra Ra, 222. Yeah. <laughs> ra to the Ra to the two to the two to the two. Yep. Yeah, Ra Ra, I, I dropped a clip of a new song today in celebration of the Chauvin um I was going to drop it either way, but yeah, wrote us a new song called Hands Up, Don't Shoot. So thank God yeah, we're I've releasing it in, in celebration instead of uh, protest. But, you know. Nice. Oof. Yeah, I actually checked yeah. it out. It's, uh, it was a good beat. Oh, thank you. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so one th real quick thing that I wanted to touch on. Um, yes. Was... Like when we internalize those feelings, right? I mean, I feel like we all feel those things. Stress, anxiety, depression. I mean, maybe some people more than others. But one thing I've realized for myself is when I internalize those things and make it about me, then I kind of become more self-absorbed. And I think everyone is against me and I need to do something right now so I don't feel those things. But when I focus more on giving the good things that I have, love, you know, empathy, compassion to others, that creates so much joy in my life. Obviously, there's a balance there too. If you need to take care of yourself, if you need to, excuse me, take an hour to just sit down, watch a good movie, that's good. But we shouldn't, I don't think we should always internalize everything and, you know, maybe look outward a little bit more because there's such a big world out there. It's not just about us. That's what I'm trying to say. You have to switch from me to we. Uh, yeah, from me to we. I couldn't agree more. I think that's so powerful what you just said, <clears throat> you know, and um, I think it's a societal problem, major problem right now, you know, like dancing with the stars and reality shows and, you know, cribs, like, look what I'm doing. Look what I'm doing. Well, are you right. doing anything or you just want me to look at what you have? Right. So our whole mm. culture is kind of worshiping people just because of what they have. But what do you do? Are you helping anybody? Mm. Are you making a better world? You know, because I don't care how big your swimming pool is. You know, right. are you paying your are you paying your employees a living wage? Do can, can they afford to put their kids through school? You know, because if not, yeah. then I don't like you at all because <laughs> you're sitting up in a castle, but you don't pay your employees enough. Come on. Mm. So. Exactly. So I think the whole I think thing is do... we need to worry. 
let's worry less about me, more about us, and more about bringing everybody up. Because if everybody comes up, guess what? I'm part of everybody, so I'm going to do better too. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? We forget that society is made of one person. It's, all, it's a bunch of individual people. That's society That's right, right there. If we keep blaming right. society on everything and we're not taking those little steps to make someone's day better, if everyone thought that way, society would go down to shits. Imagine. Yeah, exactly. Um, I watched this, um, this, this other talk, a TED talk by this guy, Nick Hanauer, and he's a, he's a billionaire, but he was talking about, you know, the whole neoconservative ideal of greed being good. He's like, that's sociopathic. Greed is not good. And it's not what made us successful as the human race. What made it successful is sharing and collaboration, the ability to work together for a mutual goal. Yeah. Co-creating. You know? Yeah. Co-creating. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're getting deep. We're getting deep. <laughs> you know, I knew it was going to happen. Some of these messages. Yeah, me too. Let's, that's why I like it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, let's do it. Let's uh, let's go through some messages. I see some cool people in in the in the talks. Yeah, I don't know, Ali Tate. We have you next again, or did we play those messages? No, she's up again. All right. We just need to be authentic, touch the inside guts, and go through our intuition and be who we are at the end of the day and accepted for it. You know, children, they're stuck, trapped in homes and environments. They can't leave, they can't fix how they feel, whether it's abusive or just unintentionally. Parents feeling stressed out, feeling sad, feeling grief, feeling whatever's going on in their life. Yeah, kids feel that too, you know? And then they don't know how to cope because their parents can't cope. So how the kids supposed to? So the kids have to find another way to deal with the issues and the feelings that they don't understand. So they bottle them down or they lash out at them. They don't know what else to do. So they come up with coping mechanisms that usually turn to bad habits in the adulthood. And it's sad, but it's true. That's what's happening. That's why I like wow. the freestyles. This wow, like that was amazing. Can you Incredible. hit the next message? I gotta save. I gotta share that one on the on the Instagram. That was amazing. Thank you so that much for good. dropping your rhymes and a great beat too. Yeah, for sure. It does Love matter that. a lot how much motivation you have, and motivation is simple. Motivation is dopamine. Dopamine is your body's hormone that says, "I like this." I want to do this. Mm -hmm. This is good. So when you take those dopamine receptors and attach them to unhealthy um, coping mechanisms, then you no longer have the motivation or dopamine to do things that are necessary because all of your brain's dopamine has been trained to um, use this to feel better and there's mm -hmm. no motivation because there's no dopamine to do this right. so you have to begin the healing process for your brain to be able to reconnect dopamine to another source 
And you know what's crazy about that too is that this is not a very popular thing I'm going to say, but I have to say it. Say you it. Know, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, those are all instant dopamine hits that you get right. as a reward for nothing. And then you see right. so many people getting depressed and more depressed when really everyone is just a click away from the 10 things you have to think or to do to, to make you happy. We are so full of information, but so lazy to actually do it. And then we wonder why we don't have motivation. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. That's a great point. You know, <clears throat> and, and, <laughs> and you combine that with the shortening attention span, right? Mm-hmm. Woo. Crazy yeah. recipe. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's one of the things, if you want a good mental health, put your phone on airplane for just like two, three hours or even a day and see how your body feels. How often do we walk past that same tree and we don't notice anything? We're, we're into, okay, how am I gonna, how many likes am I going to get? You know, am I, am I going to make it big? And then we look at that tree and we are self-absorbed with these thoughts when the tree is just asking, Hey, look at how unique I am. Look at how unique the world is, but nah, we're so internalized with the social media. Um, it's sad. I mean, social media can be a good tool, but it's, it's done its fair share of destruction as well. I agree. I mean, yeah, it can be used as a tool, but as soon as it starts using you, then, mm. yeah, right? Yeah. Right. Great point. We got voiceover we got guy here. Voiceover guy. Voiceover. <laughs> And another thing, it's the German guy. And another thing, what's up, guys? How y'all doing? It's pretty the good, voiceover guy. Live from the road, it's the voiceover guy. <laughs> I'm not even that. I'm hey, another thing. Yet. Congratulations on your uh, monetization, bro. Congratulations, bro. Congratulations. Thank you very much, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks a lot. Good to see you, man. Yeah, he did a voiceover with. Um, we had a talk with Amina uh, mm -hmm. yesterday, and he came in and he just dropped this really, really cool voiceover thing for us. It just made our day. So I want to thank oh, you, awesome. voiceover guy. Um, check my Instagram. I shared. I shared your comment there. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you're a good Spreading guy. Spread love. One comment. Spread the love. Oh yeah. Yeah. Want to hit uh, Uncle John there? Let's do it. Uncle John. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, German guy? What's up? Ain't another thing. Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, you want to go out for a beer with me and the old lady? Uh, Miss Trey Kisses? Yeah, man. We can go get a beer. And go, uh... I've never been to, um... That, uh, beer, that brewery in, uh... Is, is, yeah, it's in Katati. The fucking Republic. Beer Republic or some shit. Bear Republic? Bear Republic? Yeah. Never been there. Maybe we go there. Peace out. Where's oh, my beer? God. Where's my invitation? Just kidding. <laughs> they, they, they live right here, like two towns away from me. Oh, nice. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna meet for some uh, stereo friends in real life and and get a beer. Hell yeah, hell yeah, dude. Bear Republic. It's um, 
Bear Republic Brewery. And if you've never been there, it's awesome. It's on a little man-made lake. They got like, you know, adult games outside, cornhole and whatever. You know, horseshoes, cornhole, yeah. that kind of stuff. Let's do it. This is I'm really off it. topic, but where are you, where are you guys from? Uh, states? Yep. Uh, Northern California, Sonoma County, the wine country, about an hour north of San Francisco. I'm in a town called okay. Santa Rosa. And the, the brewery he was talking about is in a town called Katati. Oh, nice. That's cool. It would be a little bit of a yeah. drive for me. I live in Canada, but maybe one day. <laughs> hey, anybody got a plane they can uh, pick up German guy real quick? Yeah, let me know. Let me know. Yeah. Hey, That I just cool. realized we have May, May the Poet. We, she's a fan, and we... Uh, I know fans are priority here, so totally missed that. Sorry, May. Yeah, it's all good. I'm going to play your message right Mental now. Mental health, all it is really is the wellness of your psychological and your emotional well-being. That's all it is. End of story. Psychological and emotional. Without those two in check or um, used or processed I guess then you have to figure out why you never made that connection hey end of story you know what I'm saying that's my story and I'm sticking to it right there end of story boom bada bang bada boom I'm out <laughs> okay okay all right May we get it she's from New York if you didn't quite get that okay Cool. <laughs> <laughs> We got Ms. Moneypenny on the line. Hi, Dave and German. What an amazing subject. And I'm sure it probably should come with its own trigger warning, but it is good that people talk about this. And that's one of the things I'm interested in is uh, whether or not in the United States um, you feel generally people are more open about talking about mental health and particularly what we call the formative years. Um, which is how your experiences as a child and particularly as an adolescent uh, affect you. I've done years and years of study into this and I've also um, been subject to it a lot myself. I grew up in a family where both parents were narcissistic. Um, there was just myself and my brother. My brother was largely ignored. I was glorified for being bright, um, but then I was... Um, a victim of sexual childhood abuse um, for many years and that obviously traumatized oh miss money penny ma'am feel for you and and yet i don't know if you heard the yeah. beginning of our talk <clears throat> but we referenced the in i believe she's in the uk but here in the u.s this hospital kaiser permanente did a study called the ace study adverse childhood experiences um, and fantastic results. Um, as a matter of fact, let me see. The website is the CDC Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Uh, we're partners in the study. And so if you go, if you just type into Google CDC adverse childhood experiences, um, you'll you'll find the study. It was done between the CDC and Kaiser Permanente. And it's exactly what you said. Um, you know, the, the, these things that happened in your formative years, 
form basically, you know, who you are and, you know, you're not stuck in that mold, but it's going to take work and therapy and first of all, yep. awareness and realization and then work and therapy and awareness, lifelong awareness. So you realize, oops, I'm slipping back into that pattern or oops, I'm being triggered by that behavior or, you know, whatever your, whatever your particular situation is, there's, there's methodologies, um, for, for dealing with it, you know, I'm not a, a yeah. psychologist by any means, but you know, German guy and I have done a lot of work, so that's what I've learned anyway. <laughs> yeah, and I know this is not the most popular subject, but you know, I, I believe that life is not about those big decisions, but it's all about those small decisions that led up to us being able to make the big decisions. So, this talk right here is one of those small decisions, you know that often gets neglected, but when you give people a safe place to just talk about what they've been through, how we can move forward, that in the future can make a big change. We don't necessarily see it right now, but it makes a big sure. difference. You know, When we look back Absolutely. in our lives, it's not those big things that change anything, but it's, it's, it's the small things. You're and right. It's the it's, accumulation of the little things. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's self-help. It's so um, powerful for me because, you know, often when we think about depression, anxiety, we think about things like I need to be this or that. You know, I need to be famous, whatever it is. It's unrealistic. Whatever it is, right. Ourselves. Yeah. It's often unrealistic. But when we get up, we have that micro decision to make. Hey, I'm going to be choosing to see to be grateful for this, to be grateful for that. And then watch your mind make new connections. It's, it's, it's absolutely incredible how fast your mood can change based on gratitude. It's insane. An attitude of gratitude. That's, what, that's oh, it. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, the, um, I'm sure you've heard of that book, The Secret, the book of the movie, The Secret. Um, not yet, no. It's basically about the art of manifestation, you know. <clears throat> Oprah Winfrey talks about it. Um, all these, you know, super famous people talk about how they made the decision that they were going to do this, and then all of a sudden, you know, the world worked with them to make it happen. But, yeah. um, but what that book talks about is that gratitude being the most powerful thing. So it it part of the book is is a workbook and one of them is you know you write down a daily gratitude list and it's one of the first yeah. things you do to start your day and it's powerful because the reality of the world doesn't care about you know it often doesn't care like it'll just throw stuff at you that you didn't expect to make your life harder but when we are in this down like when when things get rough and we learn gratitude we are able to see, even when it gets rough, that there are things that I can be grateful for. You know, I don't have to define myself in the negative feelings, but I can say, hey, this is a season. I'm not my thoughts. I'm not my unfortunate circumstances. It'll be okay. And that'll manifest and it'll inspire other people, you know, to, to or motivate other people. So it's, Absolutely. The power of manifestation is, is it's mind-blowing to me. 
It keeps yeah. It keeps blowing my mind. Truly, to me too. Yeah. Uh, well, should we go through a couple more messages and then maybe we could do this, this read of some of the questions of this ACEs test? Yeah, let's do it. All right, we got Ali Tate Tay in the yes, chamber. Right? You now are not held by the past and realizing that these um, subconscious programming is there, you can now um, redirect and rewire your brain. But I'm saying when you're a child, you don't have that choice because your yeah. life survival attachment um, is to a caregiver. You don't have the choice to just walk away and you're not taught the skills to redirect. So therefore, you have to come up with another way to escape the feelings. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's no, I knew, so true. Yeah. No, I, I really, um, I get that. As a child, you don't really have that choice. It's only when we get older and when we're able to comprehend what's been happening that we can change that that's yeah facts yeah that's a good point uh right it's a very good point sorry i was i was trying to see if i could play some background music without it being annoying oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah i like some background music but it, it, as long as it's copywritten we won't get in trouble for it. <laughs> oh, it's my music. Okay, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Let me find let me find an appropriate track uh, while you're playing a couple messages here. All right. Sounds good. We got AD Devon here. What's going on? So I definitely agree with you, German guy. Um, and another thing. <laughs> um, the instant gratification is a problem. The social programming, the predictive programming, um, the human culture in itself as far as how holidays and birthdays are celebrated. There is so much pressure to be a particular type of way. It doesn't give you much room to form healthy habits. Um, for the time we are born where the, or before we are born with the baby showers and everything that goes into that, that is social programming. So when so you true. open your mind up to it and how it's being done to you without your knowledge, um, you develop a type of discipline. And I, I believe you gain a certain amount of willpower if you feel it's being destructive or it hinders you. Some people go with it, though. That's a really good point. I, have you guys yeah. seen the documentary Social, The Social Dilemma on Netflix? I have not. It actually um, talks about that, how you got these CEOs coming forward and talking about how it was originally a really good idea to connect people, you know, but then they saw the flip side of it uh, come into reality where people, it makes people really depressed because it's a constant competition, you know. We look at highlights on Instagram, we're like, oh, they're doing this and that. I have to do something like that too. And it takes yeah. your power away from the things that you want to do and it tries to fit you in a box. So there's a positive side and there's a negative side of social media. I could, yeah, I definitely see what you're talking about for sure. Yeah. 
Um, as far as like the negative side, that one of the founders of Facebook even said he quit because the algorithm was being designed to trigger dopamine. Going back to what you were talking about earlier, um, one of the founders wow. of Facebook quit because he's like, "Wow, this is this is too powerful of a tool, and children below a certain age should not be able to use it because it's rewiring people's brains." Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. The like button, right? The like button. Oh. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, whoo, powerful stuff. I mean, if they knew back then that even just simple things like the like button would really be, you know, it's so, it's so deep into our psyche to be want to be liked that if someone gives yeah. you like on your Instagram or Facebook, whatever, we cannot help. Let's just take a look who liked it. We can't help Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So true. Yeah. Looks like we got a new message from Hani. German guy, I am back. I was, you were with Amina Hawk yesterday. Um, I also followed you yesterday. But um, to be honest, I'm just like working on myself now. Like, I'm working on my mental health and stuff. It's really working, to be honest. Nice. Well, good for you. That's really awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That's and that's the That's the positive effect of social media. You know, people can come on here to inspire people. We can share to each other what's working, what's not working. And we can become better all together. Um, that's it. Yeah, that's it, really. I love it. And I never totally thought agree. that, I, and another thing, and the German guy would have a show about self-help and mental health. It's so good. Well, there you go. Oh, we got the music going on. Yeah. Can you hear it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, I'm vibing with it. Is that a, is that a good volume? Or is that too yeah, loud? Too quiet? I think that's perfect. Okay, good. It makes me want to get back into my studio, too. Oh, no way. You make music, too? Yeah. Oh, I'm not very so consistent cool. at it, but, yeah, I'm working on a project right now. Oh, my God. I want to hear it. Yeah, for sure. Fantastic. Wow. Small world, right? What a trip. Small yeah, world. I just kind of got back into it after years and years because, you know, life happens. You get depressed. You struggle with mental health, and then you realize you can... You've learned all these things. You just have the tools. You just need to use them. So here yeah. I am making music again after like 10 years. Wow. That's, that's inspiring. Good for you. Yeah, maybe we should yeah, collab yeah. one day. Maybe do a session just on music. And uh, I would love that, man. Love. I would love to do a collaboration. Um, I awesome. decided I'm going to put out a CD this summer. You know, what the heck? Yeah. It's on my bucket that's list. That's awesome. So I'm going to do it for me, if nothing else, you know? And that's all that matters. Yeah. It's going to be a present to myself for yeah. my birthday. Oh. So happy for you. It, it, it gives me the motivation or inspires me to get back into it a little bit more, too. Awesome. All right. We got Ms. Money Penny again. Yeah, Dave, I was fascinated as you were talking about that study, um, the ACE study. I started reading up on it. 
um, and I will be going into a lot more detail. Although I'm not overly impressed with the questionnaire, I did take it and I scored eight out of ten. Um, and it said anything over four um, was fairly serious. So I'm doubly fairly serious, whatever that means. But yeah, you know, my life is, is not a normal upbringing, but it has made me hugely aware. And I would, uh, I would just, you know, want to open the discussion that how much you would realise or anybody would realise how your mental health is so completely part of your physical health. There's a huge okay. correlation, <clears throat> unfortunately, between um, childhood sexual abuse and uh, reproductive and gynecological problems physically that happen in children, both male and female, as well. So true. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. My heart goes out to anyone who's suffered like anything like um, sexual abuse or anything like that. Give me one second. I'm going to plug something into my headphone jack because I just realized the sound's coming out of my uh, out of my laptop. One second. I'll be right back. Okay. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Yeah. It's always troubleshooting. Yeah, can you maybe quiet it a tiny bit, the background music? Yes. This... Uh, oh, now I can't hear anything. Okay, that's an issue. That's very strange. Huh. Yeah, it's not letting me choose an output. Hmm. Oh, well. I'll mess with that later. <laughs> But yeah, like, okay, so this is, this, this might be a little bit triggering, but someone had a comment about, um, you know, sexual, like, sexual abuse growing up as a kid or something like that. Do you think right. personally, do you think personally it is um, possible to heal from that all the way growing up? Or is it something that that person might have to carry around for the rest of their life? Or is it just a matter it, of carrying it around, but, but finding things to cope with it? What do you think? I think it depends on the extent. Um, so I think it's a very personal issue, but I had a partner that was molested, you know, raped by her father. And um, yeah, sometimes like, you know, I mean, this is 20 years later. Sometimes I would go to put my my hand on her or my arm on her around her in the middle of the night, just like, you know, in a loving, just, you know, right. In a non-sexual loving way. And she would like jump like, <gasps> you know, like, Oh my God. Wow. And that was, that was multiple decades later. Wow. That, that breaks my heart. You know, I know. to anyone who's, did mine every who's listening in, for anyone who's listening in who have experienced something like that or know someone like that, Make sure you just give them a lot of love, you know, because they need empathy more than anything. You know, just yeah. be very mindful on their of the terms. triggers on their terms. On their terms. Be very right. mindful. Yeah, big time. Yeah, but that book, um, you know, The Body Keeps the Score, it, it talks about this therapist. He works, he ha there's case studies in there 
of, you know, anonymous first name case studies of him working with different people and them making huge amounts of progress. Um, I don't know if it, I don't know if you've heard of EMDR, otherwise known as rapid eye movement therapy. I've heard a little bit, but not, I don't know enough about it. It's, it's amazing. Fascinating. So it's basically like a form of, of hypnosis. Um, and you know, you're able to look at a past traumatic event but removed from the emotion of it. So you kind of see events huh. like um, kind of like a high-speed video, you know, like with a bunch wow. of cutaways, whatever, um, but with no emotion attached to it. And then afterwards, that incident doesn't hold the impact that it used to. Huh. It's That's pretty wild. Interesting. Yeah, I've had amazing experience with it on a number of different issues. <clears throat> um, Kaiser was Kaiser Permanente did does this as well. They have a couple therapists that do it. And if you get the right therapist, it's all about finding the right person and this and that. And then the right technique. Right. Some people use like a shiny wand to make your eyes go back and forth. But what really worked for me is holding a TENS unit that vibrated in the left hand and then in the right hand alternative, alternatively. Um, and what that does is it triggers those the opposite halves of your brain, right? So when it vibrates right. in my right hand, it triggers the left brain and vice versa. So it gets you into this almost a trancey kind of state. Um, huh. And then and then you know you've already pre-discussed with the therapist what you're going to work on. So they ask you questions to to trigger memories to delve into that topic area, right? Wow. So and it's you something that them. you need a therapist for, right? You can't do this yeah, like, big, on your big own. Big time. Big time. And, and they, well, and I wonder, like, I wonder if people, I wonder if it's going to start being one of these things that you could do on your, on your own with supervision at home with like a TENS unit or something, because it is right. so powerful. It's a drag that it costs 50 bucks and up an hour to do it, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, wow, I can't see enough a lot about of new it. Things. That's new to me. I'm going to look into that. Yeah. That's cool. It's one of the most powerful things I've ever experienced. Huh. So you said you it's like 50 bucks an hour. Well, it, you know, it, you got to find a therapist that does it. Um, it's a specialization, so they have to get certified in it. Oh, okay. But, yes. um, Yeah. And I looked into if you can just get certified for that without being a therapist, and you can't. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, I could just offer that. Just help people get over their trauma. <laughs> then if you want to talk with somebody, you got to go to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. That would be cool. I'd be your first yeah. client. <laughs> right? They won't let us yeah. do it yet. 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 Yeah. That's right. All right. Well, Let's check out some more massages, huh? Massages. You want to hit the? You want to hit that next one? Yeah, that's true. Society and culture are a major, major reason why all these issues are skyrocketing, and that's why I don't believe that it is genetic, or that it is a disease, or that it is a choice. It is a product, again, of your environment. So it's not really 
children what they need to have the authenticity to be who they are when they lack the skills and they lack the authenticity because society demands them to have stuff. Oh, man. And now we're getting into institutional racism and um, socioeconomics. Like, right? Like this. Yeah. This rabbit hole goes deep. I mean, you want to talk about racism and, you know, people are like, well, slavery was so long ago. Why isn't the black community pulling itself up by its bootstraps? Um, well, because right. for, for 400 years, for 400 years, you cut those bootstraps off, mm. you know, and you and, and locked anybody in jail who tried to make a bootstrap. Yeah. Um, there are no bootstraps. So, you know, redlining, real estate redlining created what we call ghettos or whatever the hood that was created you know and that only was outlawed not long ago man like late 60s mm -hmm. i think wow maybe the 70s even not long ago just a minute That's... ago things like that could take hundreds and hundreds of years to to heal our society you know we can't just oh, yeah. expect things like that we can't expect people who've you know, had injustice to just heal like that, you know, especially when it's been going on for a long time, that will have a major effect. Absolutely. These are things that are going to take generations to heal, but we got to start right now, you know, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And it's not just in the home, right? So it's societal. It's, you know, sometimes the trauma could happen at school or, you know, like I had a bully at school. You know, that was a horribly traumatic experience. You know, I got beat up every day for like a year and a half. Hmm. Like every morning, first thing in the morning. You know, wow. that was traumatic. Yeah. And if, you, if we think about it, if it takes us so long to get over that, how much more for people who have been going through slavery or suffering for generations? How do we just oh expect God. them to get over that, you know, from one day to the other? It's not realistic. So we need to be, we need to show more empathy. I know sometimes, yeah. Yeah. sometimes our ego wants to just like fixate on one thing and just say, that's how this world works, very black and white. But often that's not how it, how it works. It's not very black and white. You know, I've learned this over the last couple of weeks that most importantly is it's more important to show love than being right. I mean, we all want to be right. You yeah. know, of course, we feel good about being right, you know, for our ego and everything. But what about being loving? You know, right. how much of an exactly. effect can that have to people? Big time. You, yeah. One of my favorite quotes is, would you rather be right or would you rather be in a relationship? Because sometimes you got to make a choice between the two. That's a good point. You want to be right and alone on an island or do you want to actually like know people? Because <laughs> mm. people don't want to like hear that they're wrong all the time. And it doesn't even matter most of the time. It doesn't. Like unless, unless it's a life and, life and death thing, who cares? And yeah, there's, you, exactly. There's, there's, you know, to most issues, it's usually way deeper than right or wrong. It, there's usually, le you know, shades of gray, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, I'm this doesn't feel good to admit, but I used to be that person. I, I was in a dark yeah, place too. and everything, everything was white, black, black and white. You know, you had to think like yeah. me, you had to change for me to get, be able to get along with you. You have to change your belief system. You have to change your 
outlook in life. But how, what about meeting a person where they're at in their journey without wanting to try and change it? You know, that's, that's something I would want other people to do towards me. So I think so we need true. to really live by that golden rule again to make society whole again. That's treating others as you would want to be treated. It's as simple as that. So true. Oh, love this conversation. Love this conversation, me, man. Me too. So good. Loving it. We got Ali Tate coming in next. Thank you for being coming here. in hot. And society coming in hot is also putting us. Uh, they're they're dividing us and separating us more and more and more. So we're more disconnected from human connection. We're one family, whereas, you know, we used to be communities, you know, everybody would help pitch in, take care of the food, take care of the kids, take care of the work, you know what I mean? And now it's like one person or two people have to take on all of this responsibility and we're not happy. That's a good point. I wanted to respond to that, but I forgot my train of thought. Oh, I hate when that happens. I hate that too. I just grabbed a notepad because I've done that like three times. People make a great point and I'm like, oh, darn it. Ah, brain fart. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Hopefully She's back, back with part two of her message, I think. Maybe it'll turn right. The issue with the like button boils down to um, again, we're not teaching children to look for validation within themselves instead we're always teaching them to look for validation from others like a parent says i'm so proud of you that says to a child that they want someone to be proud of them instead you should say you should be so proud of yourself oh yeah and another thing and another thing i mean i I remember what i was gonna say and another thing we do it so well okay um so one thing that came to my mind is is the politics in the States. And I'm not going to say too much um, about it because I think it's very fragile. It's a very fragile um, topic in the States right now. We're a bunch of snowflakes, we are. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But here's the thing. I I used to choose one political party over another, right? And, And I realized... It's not helping anyone. It's not helping me. And then I actually got passionate about finding the common ground. And that's where I put it in my, co- in my bio here. And, and it started to spread messages like, hey, no matter what you believe, we owe each other to show respect. You know what I mean? Um, and it's, so, it's crazy how when we challenge our thinking about other people, like when I say, for example, um, when I believe, this is an absurd example, but all blue cars are dangerous, you know? That's going to change yeah. the way I look at blue cars. Mm-hmm. And, and in the okay. same way, when I, when I look at the politics, when I say Democrats or, or Republicans, they're this or that, that's going to make me go towards the party that is against the other party, and there's division going on because I see everything in black and white. And it's, it's quite sad to see that, that going on in the States. I feel like 
it'll be something that um, the states will have to heal from. And um, but I actually learned a good Big lesson time. from that in my own my in my own personal life. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, we're, it's definitely something we're going to have to heal from. There used to be a law that our news had to like be fact checked, and it doesn't anymore. That law doesn't exist anymore or it's been overwritten, whatever. So our news became like this entertainment, Fox News, that right. you know half of it is just unfact-checked propaganda. Um, and it's all about division and causing tension and sowing tension. I think both parties are both kind of the corporate party. You know, my analogy is it's like when you leave a concert, it doesn't matter if you go out the door on the left or door on the right, they lead to the same hallway, right? Mm. So doesn't matter what party you vote for, they're both funded by the military-industrial complex who has been in Afghanistan and Iraq since 2000 whenever, you know, forever. Yeah. Now, 20-something years. So both parties voted for that. You know, nobody decided to bring George Bush to court whenever the whole world knew that weapons of mass destruction was a lie. Nobody's bringing that guy to court. You know, we'll indict a president yeah. over some stuff, but we won't not not over anything serious like that. Yeah, and it's interesting because the other day I had a live. I forgot which live it was, but I was sharing my my bio and why I'm so passionate to find common ground and find middle ground. And someone commented in and they said, "Well, that will never happen." And I kind of called him out. For, uh, I kind of called him out. I usually don't like calling people out, but I said, "Hey, isn't it thoughts like that?" That, that you know, keep us from making a common ground or keeping it, keeping us from finding that peace. What if Absolutely. we set the intention on let's make, let's find that common ground, let's let's come together. Our brain is gonna start seeing opportunities. Our brains are very smart, but if we use it the wrong way, it can be very destructive too. Our brain is gonna start putting checklists in front of us. We need to to be able to reach that goal. We need to do this. We need to do that. But once our intention is set, we want to find common ground. You will be amazed that when we put our actions towards actually finding common ground, what we can do. It's, it's amazing. Agreed. And w without that mindset, without a, a first setting that intention, it'll never happen. So, you know, yeah. there's nothing wrong with being positive because it might be the first step in a journey, but you're taking the first step. Um, Without taking that first step, nothing happens. Absolutely. Five, four, three, two, one, go, right? <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah. Got another message by Addy. How would, how would you say the last name? Devon? Devon? Yeah. Devon. Addy Devon. Devon. Hey, guys. So uh, just to clear things up, my name is actually pronounced Adi, um, like odd Adi. girl. Um, and also I have a mental wealth t-shirt available. If you check my Instagram, you'll see the picture. It's on Amazon as well as on my website, oddexpressions.com. Um, so check it oh, out. I like that. Anyways, um, I feel like what I had to do, one of the habits I had to form was shrinking a lot of the monsters that I put behind doors I've never been through. Um, anytime I do something new that I say I want to accomplish, um, a lot of times I'm terrified. I think it's some big obstacle. But as soon as I get the right information, um, 
I'm able to shrink that monster to a mouse. And when you send those type of signals to your brain, you form those healthy habits where you uh, constantly face things you were previously afraid of. I like it. I like it a lot. I like that a lot. Uh, um, Adi, Adi instead of, okay, cool. I like that. Um, Adi, shoot me a message on Instagram and um, and I'll share that that T-shirt for sure because that's brilliant. Mental wealth, I love it. Yeah, and I followed you back on Instagram too. So, thank you for uh, for the support. Thank you for the shout out and uh, share. Thank you so much. Yeah, much love to everybody right. swinging through. Appreciate everybody. This yeah, wouldn't be Ollie possible Tay-Tay without coming you guys. Through. So. That's it. Yeah. All right, so yeah, Ali what's going on? Yeah, the problem with the ACE test is that, you know, it doesn't really um, include any trauma that isn't physical, sexual, emotional abuse. And there's so many other traumatic things that can happen that cause a person to internalize trauma within themselves. It's not as you would normally look at as a as like a physical abuse so true so true yeah um i mean granted it is talking about early childhood trauma so but yeah but i think it is overly simplistic i mean i think it's only you know 15 questions or something um yeah they could i think they should do another one that's like 50 questions and not just for early childhood trauma, but for then, you know, what about people who went away to, to you know, or I guess military trauma would be its whole, whole own thing, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's still interesting. I'd still be willing to do the test. But it's, it's also interesting that you mentioned that it's, it's very complex. Sometimes what seems very uh, traumatic to us doesn't seem traumatic to other people. What if I had a lot of stress? leading up to a moment and it was just a little switch you know it's something that kind of made us flip and you know something changed so it there could be so many reasons um and so many different ways we can experience trauma yeah true um, it actually it's the, only it's, it's only 10 questions wow oh wow yeah Here's one of the questions. Question number one. Before your 18th birthday, did a parent or other adult in the household often or very often swear at you, insult you, put you down, or humiliate you? Act in any way that made you afraid that you might be physically hurt? Yes or no? Should I answer that or is it just a example? So we'll say say yes. I, what, how how would you answer? For me, I would answer yes. For me personally, I would answer yes. Yeah. Okay, we're answering yes. We'll take it together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, question number two. Before your 18th birthday, did parent or other adult in the household often or very often push, grab, slap, or throw something at you or ever hit you so hard that you had marks or were injured? Um, no, for me. Yeah, it's definitely no. Thank God. Should we get take another message or two, and I and then we can continue yeah, sure. with that. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Let's see who do we got on the line. We got Gil. 
new caller. Welcome. What's up, Gil? Oh, my finger's not working. There we go. So, can I just ask, you say that you get beat up every morning going to school. Like, I want to make sure that that doesn't happen to my son. Like, how can I make sure that that doesn't happen to him? What can he say to me? What can I say to him? What was the first part of the question? Did you hear that? Oh, I think she was referring to, like, me getting bullied as a kid. Um, well, oh, just, okay. You know. Just ask, ask them how, you know, how's school going? You know, I told my parents and then my parents at first, you know, thought I was exaggerating. Then they held a meeting with the teacher and the teacher's like, yeah, no, this is definitely happening. And then they held a meeting with the principal and the principal didn't really do anything about it. So, um, yeah, me and a friend of mine ganged up on the bully and beat him up and he never touched us again. Nice. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I would, uh, my answer would be very similar is, um, you know, it, it's unfortunate that things like that happened and maybe in some cases are continuously happening, but just to validate their feelings, be like, Hey, that must be rough. And not to just like often when I have been inclined and I'm not saying that you are risky chaser, I'm just speaking from my uh, personal experience. Often I've been inclined to say, Hey, you need to just share, do this. You need to just do this which can mm -hmm. be good, but I think, first of all, it's just to like give them a hug, validate what they're feeling, and, Absolutely. and show, show empathy, you know? Yeah. First and foremost, yep. Ask questions and, and show love, yeah. Yeah. Good question. Totally. Great question. Got Ali Tay Tay. You want to hit that one? Yeah. See, Somebody told me if we alternate, it's good for the algorithm. Love. It's not oh, really? the emotion that we feel. Love is having the capability to allow another person to be who they are, the way that they are, and to see them for who they are and accept them and understand them exactly as they are and then unconditionally be with them and allow them into your presence and unconditionally love them for who they are. And that's what love is. Being present and allowing that person to be present as they are. Yeah. That's Beautiful funny play. timing. We can just we just talked about that and she confirmed it. That was Isn't that amazing? Talk about harmonic amazing. convergence, right? Because that message was yeah. left, you know, a few minutes before. So that's yeah, really cool. So yeah, you talked about alternating. Let's try that. Because um, sometimes right. I'm still trying to figure this thing out too. Like when you press the bubble, maybe you can answer first. And then when I answer, when I'm done answering, I can press press the bubble and then it's more in sync. That sounds maybe perfect. we can try that. I got the next one. All right. I agree with uh, German guy. Oh. Hello and another thing in German guy. There we go. Hello. Hey. Um, people make themselves unapproachable, and you have to be careful approaching people. But that's not how I am. I approach them anyways. I've get, gotten crazy looks. I've been cussed out. I still walk towards people. But <laughs> <laughs> knowing the area you're in, situation, you know, I'm not afraid to greet people because you never know what they're thinking or what they're going through. You know, we don't know how they think, so. It's up to yeah. us to be, 
to make the first move and some mostly make that first move properly. I mean, if some people just want to be left alone and I know that sometimes we want to be like, oh my gosh, you must be going through something. It ain't time for that. Sometimes they just need their space, you know. You just never know. Very well put. Yeah. Yep. I agreed. Everything you said was a German accent on my part. <laughs> <laughs> what she said. Exactly. What she said, yeah. <laughs> So, and another thing, and German guy, how can you, or how, was the first step in rewiring your brain? And without thinking, without saying, oh, think positive, blah, 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 blah. No, I need examples. <laughs> For, well, I'll, um, hang on, let me think of a situation, I'll get back in a minute. I think, I know what you mean, yeah. So, for me, what I always like to try and um, say is that, for me, thinking positive is not the same thing as thinking uh, or talk, being toxically positive. I know there's people that I know that are always like, oh, as long as you think positive and they say it in a, in a way of like hiding what they're really feeling. And that's, right. that can be very, very negative. When I say, you know, what are some ways we can think positive, positively? I mean things like that we can actually turn into an action. Gratitude, you know. They say that if you write two, three things down that you're grateful for for a whole week, it will make you more a grateful person. It'll make you more grounded. Um, you know, yeah. going out and giving someone a hug, a coffee. It's just little practical things that you need to just do, you know, that will um, give you that positive reward that, that you're looking for. Absolutely. Um, another one is meditation, you know? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> meditation is another fantastic way to physically rewire the brain. Um, you know, and, and there's, being, there's studies being done um, about other ways, you know. They're studying psilocybin now. Um, there's actually a, a thing I've seen online, a, a company called Mindbloom that is doing clinical psilocybin psychological therapy so who knows what the what results that will yield but it's good they're studying yeah, and, it and listening to depressing song i mean this sounds counterintuitive but when you're feeling sad allow yourself to cry allow yourself to feel sad you know don't bottle it up that's being toxically positive i think you know it's been shown that if you listen to a sad song you're watching a sad movie it can release those internalized feelings and make you back to being happy again. Right, right. Embrace it. Don't wallow in it, but embrace mm -hmm. it and, and, and name it. Oh, I'm feeling sad. And then, you know, maybe you can find the reason why you're feeling sad, you know, and embrace it for a minute and then move on. But don't, don't stay there is the key, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like with meditation... Absolutely. A good analogy is what I learned in meditation is, you know, the ideal, everybody thinks if you can't clear your mind all the time, you're not a good meditator. Nobody can do it 100% of the time. The idea is to come back to ground zero, so like to center. So like when you when you feel a thought coming in or when a thought comes in, you, you look at it like a cloud passing by in the sky. Oh, there's a thought. There it goes. 
And so you can do the same thing with feelings. Oh, here comes anger. Oh, there it goes. Here comes sadness. There it goes. You know? Like the thing that people don't realize is like early childhood trauma, literally before you're even born, when you're in utero, you're feeling and living, surviving off of everything your mother is feeling. So you're literally already affected by your environment before you're even born. Yeah, I, I heard you guys. I just have to take. That's a, a good break. point. No worries. Yeah, no worries. Got to hydrate, man. Yep. Yeah. Which, Absolutely. Which, what you eat? We didn't even mention this, but what you eat and what you being hydrated, you know, powerful. eat brain food. It's powerful. Mm -hmm. yeah, very powerful. Sometimes what yeah. I do is when I when I'm stressed out, I'll take like um ice pack and put it on my wrist or on my forehead or take a cold shower. These are, these are all practical things we can do. I'm mm -hmm. someone who's dealing with depression, anxiety, but I've learned to like, there's, there's things I can do. You know, there's, I can outsmart my brain in a way, you know, people right. have said that if you put an ice pack on your, on your wrist, your brain is not very good at focusing on two things at a, at the same time, especially for men. <laughs> right. And, yeah. and your brain is like, oh, what's this cold thing on my wrist? What's going on? And it's trying to problem solve that instead of problem solving those negative emotions. Oh, that's awesome. That's a great hack. Yeah. I love it. Love it, love it. Oh, we got Bren up next again. Yeah. I uh, approached someone. Well, actually, it was during a lunch break. So to get air, I went outside and sat on the bench. And sitting on the bench was some... This yeah. person that just, you know how they look, just grumps, and they had their hands sitting, and the body language was like, I do not want to be bothered today, and they, I guess maybe they were going to take a nap sitting there. Anyways, I sat there, and then I just scooted a little closer, then I scooted a little closer, and when I felt like they were looking at me, I leaned, looked to the left like I wasn't doing anything, paid attention, and I scooted, and literally about knocked them off the bench when I knocked, I was like, oh my goodness, are you okay? I'm so sorry. And I was waiting for them to cuss me out or something. And they just looked at me and start laughing. And I was like, oh, I said, if you would have known the kind of day I had, which I didn't have a bad day, but you know, um, the reaction to people, I don't know the name of it. I don't know psychology and things like that, but I'm just saying sometimes they could just forget it. That's, oh, that's hilarious. I've never tried that. She's like a professional <laughs> icebreaker. Right. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna I read. I'm gonna read one more of these. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no. I, yeah, I'm down for a question. That's cool. Yeah, I was gonna read one more of these questions before I hit the next message. Um, before your 18th birthday, did an adult or person at least five years older than you ever touch or fondle, or have you touched their body in a sexual way, or attempt, or actually have oral or anal or vaginal intercourse with you? For me, that would be no, but um, but see, this is one of those questions that could be expanded because one of my neighbors, when I was like five, did like 
after I found out through therapy, did like masturbate in front of me. Mm. Yeah, uh, for me, I have to unfortunately say yes. I've had experience like that when I was um, in elementary school. And it's... Um, okay. We're going to say yes. A, we're going to say yeah for me, yep. No, I, I, you wanna, do you want to talk about it? Sure. I don't like. I think it's it. It has been something that has fueled my anger for a long, long time. Um, and this is this might be triggering for someone who has been through something similar. But I feel really responsible to say this right now. Is at the end of the day, no matter how hard it is, you know, you don't need that person in front of you to forgive them. Forgiving that person it is actually going to set you you free of, of your hurt and bitterness. And it's one of the first steps that we need to take or individuals that have had this experience to go towards healing because then we realize that person might have been in a generational kind of um, abuse himself, you know. That person might have hurt me because that person was hurt. And then we can kind of think outside of the box a little bit without internalizing it, which is a great way to move forward with that pain. So true. I, I wrote a poem, forgiveness is an inside job, because a lot of times the person that you're angry at or whatever, they don't have any idea, but that anger is eating you up inside. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right? Yep, absolutely. All right, we got Ali Tate back on. I just want to really quickly say thank you so much for the contribution, you guys, and the comments. It's been so great. If you haven't followed, and another thing yet, please do so. This is my first talk with them, and it's been a blast so far. If you want to follow us on Stereo, you can. We are also on Instagram. We are super happy and down to connect with you guys. But yeah, if you want to see... Our topics are coming up again. You want to see when we come live again so we can reconnect. Go ahead and give us that follow so we can, you know, keep connected, stay connected. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, much appreciated. Uh, love the conversation. Much appreciation to you, German guy. Much appreciation to everybody that, uh, that's come through and left some wonderful, wonderful comments. Really appreciate everybody. Absolutely. All right, we got Ali Tate again. What's up, Ali Tate? Simply allow him to be present. Allow mm -hmm. him to feel like whatever he is feeling, whatever his reactions are, that it's okay. If he feels as though he is not being told what to say, pushed to say something, or in any way molded into a certain place for why or what he's going through. You need to allow him to know that he is loved and that he is safe and that it's okay. And be calm, be present, and that will give him the safety to feel like it's okay and he will go through it in his own wow perfect perfect answer well said it. that was spoken like a mother in a mm. wonderful loving way yeah and i just realized i probably awesome that was probably my second message that i 
played. I think it was your turn. <laughs> oh, it's all good, man. Here, I'll hit the next one. No problem. Papi, right. I think this is uh, Juanito Papi. What's going down in Papi. here? Hello, nope. and Different another Papi. thing, and and hello, and and then other thing. Oh, how many how many other ways do you think you could say your name? A Dan other thing. <laughs> and German guy. Hello, everybody. What's going on in here? I just came to say hello. Hello, Papi. Hello. What's going on? What is happening? Thanks for swinging through. I could say my name a lot of ways. <laughs> but that's a whole nother show. That's a whole nother show. <laughs> and another thing. That's a whole nother show. Yeah. And another show. Right. Exactly. But we don't even want to go there because that's another show. So Absolutely. You know. But we dig everybody for coming through, talking, talking uh, mental health, self-help. You know, is anybody going through anything that you need to talk about right now? You know, um, let us know. Yeah. Let us know. You want to hit the next one from uh, Audi? I'm going to say it right this time. Audi. Audi. Like the car. I'm going to try music again and tell me if it's too loud. Okay. Do you want me to go ahead and press it or? Yeah, you go for it. All right. Um, so... Ooh, we're going down such a rabbit hole when we speak on things like racism, um, the school system, oh my gosh, the things that they don't tell you and teach you um, on purpose and in love. Um, a lot of, there's so many autistic ideas about love and we, a lot of times when we end up in relationships with people that we don't end up liking is because before we ever get to know them we have basically made up an avatar of who they are um and then later you know n nothing that they do kind of reaches those expectations but they're impossible expectations a lot of times they're you know things we've seen on tv so um mental health <laughs> man it is tangled in everything mm, i agree so true. We have to be careful for looking, looking to role, you know, to the TV or media for role models, man. Because a lot of times, mm -hmm. uh, that's just not even close to reality, you know. So, yeah, that could be dangerous. And it goes back to a good mental health too. You know, being decluttering, you know, what your intake is not just food wise. Food is such a simple, but also effective way. But social media wise, what are you watching? You know, are you being are you nurturing that inner parent or that inner show, being able to show empathy? Or are you becoming more and more biased through what you're watching and more hatred, more division? Be careful right. what you're watching. So you know, true. It, That's so important. I mean, yeah, it's, it's such a little thing. You can be stressed out. It can lead you down the wrong information. And, and that's why I think often when people wake up and they hurt people, it, it's, it's not a one, it didn't happen in one day. It hurt, it, like, it's a combination of information that has been, um, take, been taken in. Next thing you know, you're a very unhealthy or toxic person, but you never intended it for, uh, to be that way. Very well put. Very well put. Yeah, so true. 
So true, man. So true. How's the music thing uh, working out? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. There's a there's a glitch where it keeps playing out of the laptop speaker instead of uh, just going, you know, out the USB. Oh yeah. Glitching, glitching, yeah. glitching. Whatever. <laughs> always something. It's always something yeah. technical to play with, right? Yeah. Not gonna let it ruin my mood, though. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> not stealing your joy. Not tonight. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I can fight with that little demon another time. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we got another one from Poppy. And oh, Dan, nice. other thing. Oh, and Dan, other thing. <laughs> exactly. It depends, I guess, what what we're talking about. If we're talking about the news, it'd be and another damn thing. Oh my god, yeah. can you believe it? Right? But yeah, that's a clever name. Them. Not gonna lie, that's a clever name. Why? Thank you. I came up with it because uh, <laughs> I've never been accused of not having an opinion. You know, I used to be kind of like you were saying. You know, it, I you know I would always shoot from the hip with no. It's like this. You know, I still have my opinion, but I know everybody's got one, and my opinion's just right. my opinion. Um, so, yeah. So that that yeah, led me cool. to that because. And another thing, you want to talk about that a little bit because everything connects to everything else, right? You talk about mental yeah. health. Well, you know, is your mental health suffering because of your economics? Oh, was was your job shut down because of Corona? Oh man, like well, that you know. That's reliant on so many things and so many things affecting it, right? So, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, you you seem like a very. Um, I'm glad I'm having this conversation with you, and you know, in my talks, I like to at least once always show my appreciation to my co-host, and um, I just like to appreciate your open-mindedness and your down-to-earth talk about some of these things in a real way, in tangible way, people can connect you. Um, so yeah, I just want to really Thank say, you, brother. yeah, I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you too, man. I'm really, I'm really enjoying our conversation, and um, and yeah, I really appreciate you too. Same, you, you're, you're very knowledgeable, but very humble, very well spoken. Um, I'm digging it. Feeling the love. Giving you a virtual hug, man. <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> Um, and you know what, real quick, I know we have seven messages, but I find that that boosts me up. Like if I give appreciation to other people, if I tell them just one little thing that I like about them, you know, um, it's, it's manifesting in their life and then back into my life because often that person will see something positive back at you. And it's such a simple tool, but it, it's, it? It, it, it's often those simple things that we neglect and then we wonder why you know, why can't I make an impact in this world? But right, the things we say and do right now, we are difference makers. Powerful, bro. Yeah, just when you said that and you started that little conversation, our little gratitude hug fest, our kumbaya moment, <laughs> you know, now, now I'm all smiling, like cheek to cheek, you know? Right. It had a physical manifestation. So, yeah, something that huh. simple. That's yep. so cool. Powerful. Uh, powerful. Do you want to go ahead and play the fans message here from May? Let's do it. 
Oh, yeah. The first step in rewiring your brain is simple. Spending time with yourself in silence. Spend time reconnecting to your body, to yourself. Because when somebody is dealing with any of these issues, it's usually a issue with detachment from themselves. They don't know who they are and they don't accept or understand or like who they are. So when you finally know what the issue is, you need to be with yourself. And that's the first step. Just be. I like yeah. it. I like it. Couldn't agree more. I like it. Could not Everything you more. said with the yeah, German exactly. guy's accent. That's right. What she said. What she said. She pretty much <laughs> nailed it, right? Yeah. Yep. May the poet coming in hot. Uh, reprogramming your brain. <laughs> um, think anything is possible. No infinities, no um, cancellations, no cutoff periods, no restrictions. But do things in a way that you would do it with morality, with kindness, with respectability, with credibility. And understand that everybody is going to see it your way. Understand that it's a way of thinking about how you're going to get through the day. And how you might be able to help somebody else get through the day if they're open to getting that help from you. Consider yourself the utmost first important person in your life. Don't let anybody demean you. Don't let anybody disrespect you. And don't let anybody get negative with you. That's how you do it. I like it. I like it. I like I it. I think she... And it's I funny how the... Get... I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, it's funny how, like, we talked about synchronicity before. And it's just... It, these comments kind of all fall into place. I love it. How you have to take yeah. care of yourself first before you can take care of other people. You know? People are not going to listen to you or take your advice when you're not at least practicing having a good relationship with yourself, showing yourself that empathy. Because right, how you look right. at yourself, how you treat yourself, will be that filter right in front of your eyes. That It'll be those glasses that you look through and how you see the rest of the world. I agree. Sorry, I'm switching some chords real quick. It's all good. In the meantime, I'll play May the Poet's message. You can also move into progressive thoughts. You can progress from jumping stone to jumping stone to stepping stone to stepping stone to brick walls to buildings to structures to balancing out everything even in your life if you are willing to let go of the fact that nobody else has to think about the way you feel about yourself or what's in your head except yourself. And... You're the only one that can call the shots and make the changes and nobody else has a right to reprogram your mind, make you think differently, make you think that you're wrong. Um, keep in mind that these are your ideas, these are your goals, this is your institution of respectability for yourself, that you are a good person, 
that you are doing things your way and it's a little out of the box, but it is basically the way that your brain will start to carry on if you truly put those thoughts in mind. Absolutely. Mm, we got some good wisdom here today. Oh, nice. And we got some good music, man. What else can I ask for? I like the trumpet in there. Okay, and the other thing about reprogramming your mind too is finding a place that you could focus on that is the happiest place that you could be, that nobody else can get to except yourself. It's not meditation, it's just a place that you think of gives you the good feelings to continue your journey it's also the way to focus on the things that you want to accomplish ahead of you um, it's also the way to put your mind at ease before you go to bed at night it's also a way to realize you've done the best you can during the day and that's what you got to tell yourself and that there will be another day you don't ever think there's not going to be a tomorrow where you can't try again and you reprogram yourself and you condition yourself to the elements around you that you want to surround yourself with, not what people want to give you to surround yourself with. Well, that's my last message about how to reprogram your mind. Any other thoughts there, guys? I think you said it amazingly. Yeah, no, I love it. You said it amazingly, May. Thank you so much. Um, I agree. I think I, I do like a little five, 10 minute, usually probably 10 minute meditation every morning just to kind of start my day off right, you know, um, clear my head so I don't wake up with, oh, I got to do this, 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 and this, right? Yeah. And I try to do that same thing when I go to bed at night and I try to count any little victory that I had, you know, on a good day. I don't do this all the time. I should, but I don't. I'm human. Um, yeah. But on a good on a good day, I do it. And you, you kind of review the day and you count your little wins and it can be just, you know, it doesn't have to be anything big, but it's just they're momentum builders, positive momentum builders, you know? Yeah. And also your, your morning and evening ritual. It's not one of those small things that can really give you a sense of consistency, I, I want to say, you know, yeah. give yourself like some time in the evening to just slow right down, even... Even you're walking, don't feel rushed. You know, often we, you know, feel so rushed to do, to be productive, to, especially in today's um, day and age. But it's okay to just, like, give yourself a break, you know. Even when you just so walk true. upstairs to drink, to get some water, slow down your step, you know, just take some deep breaths, you know. Um, these yeah, can also be powerful. little things we can use, yeah. So true. And another thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to say it at least once because it's catchy. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and another message. Yes, she's exactly right. A lot of the weird things that uh, end up um, making a relationship um, not work out, it's usually all within your own destructive mind because you're putting such things on another person 
So how is it really their fault that they aren't, you know, what you've created inside of your mind? So when you create that and they don't, you know, measure up, then you let yourself down. Really, you put that there. You're let down. They didn't technically do that to you. You did that to yourself by putting that in your mind in the first place. So when you're upset and feeling like they hurt you, you put that in there in your mind to begin with. Yeah. Very often that's the case. Yeah. I mean, you know, and then there's the case where the hurt is real, but you know, mm. by dwelling on it, you're putting it back into your mind, right? You're reinforcing that neural pathway. Um you know, because, you know, I hate, I'm not one of these people that's like, just get over it. You know, some shit right. takes a lot of years and therapy, you know, and some stuff you got to remember. It's a constant like, oh, I'm doing that thing again, that I'm being triggered by whatever because of my past, right? Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. There's things that life uh, that that happen where we have the responsibility to respond you know, um, there's this cool quote, how did it go? It's not about the problem. It's about how you respond to the problem. But then on like the flip it. side, but then on the flip side, there are things that are very, very real. And like another thing said, or Dave said, where we need to just take a step back and show empathy as, as and we need to realize what, what the other person is feeling, what they're going through. That's their experience and that's valid, right? Um, but I totally right. see where she's coming from, how our brain is often the main contributor in, in, in our depressive state. Too often, you know, we want to solve a conflict or solve a problem where the driving force is actually us. And, you know, it's a very humiliating thing to realize, but often we are the problem. And that's totally true. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's a balance thing too, right? And, and the balancing, that's something I'm, continuously trying to figure out how how do i find good balance in my life yeah that's that's something i'm constantly struggling with the old balance thing the whole ratio yeah <laughs> it's tough it's tough some people are really good at it yeah i'm growing in it <laughs> i hope yeah, there you go i'm getting better at it i think i'm yeah. trying to get better at it <laughs> But, oh wow! You know, still got eight messages. Oh my goodness! Dang! You want to hit that next one, Audie? Sure, Audie. Audie. Hey guys, so, yeah. Uh, talking about people who wake up and hurt people. Um, I like to use the example of gang culture, and how uh, young men and women uh, they join these gangs a lot of times because they don't have, you know, a family um, they can count on, um, or they're in abusive situations. And that's the only love they know. And they'll give up their whole livelihoods um, in order to be loyal to these people that don't have their best interests at heart, that want them to commit crimes for them. Um, and I feel like that's a mental health issue. And when I see these young kids going to jail for 8 and 10 and 25 years for crimes that um, they would have never committed if they hadn't have been part of the gang and the gang culture. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's so true. And the, you know, and the gang doesn't have their best interest in mind. The gang standing in for a missing family or missing family figure, and you know, but but the structure of the gang is that you know the street, you know, m- the entry level street members are the ones that do the time and get busted, and the hierarchy are the ones that make the money. So. Um, you know, the whole mechanism of it is messed up, but you're preying on people who are looking for a brother or a father figure yeah. or something, yeah. you know, you know, yeah. and, and uh, that, go- that goes back that to, came our- to my mind. Yeah. And that goes back to yeah, our broken society. This- mm-hmm. Yeah. They're preying on those vulnerabilities to gain some sort of power. Right. And, you know, and the Epstein yeah. case comes to mind. Right. Because Max, Maxell, Max, Maxine, Ghislaine, Maxwell, whatever her name was, his madame, um, madam, whatever. She would recruit, find and recruit girls from broken homes, you know, and then offer them wow. a bunch of money. Take them out to a really nice lunch or dinner at Mar-a-Lago most times. <laughs> and then, wow. uh, you know, offer them a couple hundred bucks for a massage, and then all of a sudden it goes from there. Hey, want to make a hundred bucks more? How about five hundred more? Mm-hmm. Want to make a thousand more? Yeah, that's sad. What's the right? What's the term super, for that? Is it catfish? Super sad. Or what was that? I don't know. It's horrible though. It's it's a parasitic person, yeah. and you know, so yeah. Anyway. Ugh, yeah. Don't mean to get sometimes down the I rabbit just, hole on that one, but yeah, sometimes I just want to, you know, go back to the Wild West times and just <laughs> yeah, clean those right? uh, clean those bad people up. Yeah, clean the slate. Yeah, exactly. I don't think you'd get much argument when it comes to that one there. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Well, let's see what Anne's got to say here. Just for clarification, as I'm listening, is self-help, like self-directed help, like through books and articles and things like that? Or is it the kind of journey through your own situation and sharing it? No, it can be a number of ways. Maybe it's a combination. I think it's a combination effect, personally. Um, I think, you know, if you're the person with a problem, then it's going to be tough for you to come up with a solution for that problem. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so I think it's always good to look outside. Um, but whether it's a book, a seminar, you know, a YouTube video, you know, a documentary meditation, whatever, um, you know, many, many, many yeah. tools, um, I recommend them all. Try them all. See what see what resonates yeah. with you. Um, there was a a book that really helped me. How we choose to be happy. That really really helped me. And this other book that I mentioned earlier, the body holds the the body keeps the score, is another brilliant book. Um, kind of like a resource guide. It's that good. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I, I, for what works for me usually is, um, I definitely like reading books like that. I think they're awesome. But when I went through hard times, one of the biggest thing that helped for me is 
finding a good support system, finding people who will actually listen to me in a supportive way and letting me talk about it, like talking about my feelings. Um, and, and I just want to give a quick shout out to, to Healer Haven. She's actually my co-host of my Saturday show. And oh, wonderful. I, I, part, of me wants, part of me wants to say she was asking that question to pick our brain. I think she's incredibly smart. She's actually a therapist by trade um, herself. Oh, cool. So, yeah. But yeah, for me, talking it. about my feelings yeah. has to and come for out me, some, somehow. For me too, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a huge one. Um, yeah. And thank God I've got a you know, couple good friends and a couple awesome family members that I can just call up at any time and shoot the shit with. Absolutely. It's powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Want to hit that next one? Let's do it. Audi. Audi? Audi? Audi. Like it's like as, Audi. as if it was a, with an O. Yeah, she's completely right. Spend oh, yeah. time with yourself. I've been single for over three years and practicing uh, celibacy. Not because I'm waiting for Prince Charming, but I want to... Um, I want to experience a sexual transmutation. I um, recently researched it after practicing celibacy for so long because I started seeing so many benefits of being celibate and not focusing on attracting the opposite sex, but attracting, um, well, becoming, let me say, becoming more of what I want to attract. And um, when I started seeing all these great um um, results in my personal life, I wanted to see why it was happening, and I realized that without knowingly, I was practicing uh, sexual transmutation. That's really cool. I really like what she said about, you know, being what you want to attract, because um, we attract our mm -hmm. equals. So if you're not happy where you're at at the moment, instead of like trying to fix yourself by finding somebody to use as a distraction, you're going to attract somebody who's at your equal place. Work on yourself for a minute. You know? Yeah. Because, um, um, my yeah, spin on this is probably a little bit different. Yeah. But just from my own experience, not different, but like my, like for example, when I started podcasting, I would have all these excuses of why I couldn't podcast and, you know, why I'll compare myself to other people and stuff. And there was a lot of fear involved, absolutely. But I realized that as soon as we open, we go through that door and um, we live the life we want to live, it will attract new people into our lives, people that will encourage us, support us. And um, you actually don't lose anything in the long run. You actually gain from it if you, you know, absolutely. go after what you want. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's a famous hockey player, Wayne Gretzky, and he said, I missed every single goal I didn't attempt. Mm. Bam. It's powerful. Wow. He, I think he's like the leading scoring hockey player of all time, and that's his like one yeah. of his all-time best motivational quotes. He's one of those guys, though. He's got a bunch of them. Um, before I like we go to the next, where you have nothing to add, it's just boom. It's just powerful, it, it, right? Exactly. Mike, Mike drop. There's nowhere to go after that. Every time, yeah. you know, <laughs> he wouldn't have made a single attempt if he didn't attempt. 
but he did. So he's the leading yeah. scorer of all times. Um, here, let me read one more, uh, one more of these questions, and then uh, why don't we jump to the next message. Before your 18th birthday, did you often or very often feel that uh, no one in your family loved you or thought you were important or special or your family didn't look out for each other, feel close to each other, or support each other? For me, that's no. I, I had an awesome family life. They argued a lot, but it was awesome for the most part. Right. Um, I'm kind of in the middle on this one. There was times absolutely where it was it was good, but as a kid, it was often I, f- I often felt like the outcast, like not just from home but from school too. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of like halfway into the yes on this one. But did you? But did you know in your heart that your family loved you? Um. No, not all the way, you know. It's, okay. it's a hard one so to we'll answer. answer. Okay, so we'll because go Because I don't know which... Just wanted to be clear. I don't know how much of that is true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know totally. how much of it was true or if it was self-taught, negative self-taught. Sure. Uh-huh. Right. Reinforced memory or whatever, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Totally. But now as, now as an adult, I look at my family in a whole different way. So um, right. there's a lot of good connections going on. Yeah, same. Yeah, exactly. You know, you grow up, you realize everybody does the best they can at the moment, for the most part. Yep. And um, unless it's something egregious, then, you know, you move Absolutely. on. Yep. All right. I keep, for- is- I keep forgetting if it's your turn or my turn to hit the message. Same here. <laughs> why, don't, why don't you go for it? All right. <laughs> So just to like kind of explain, so the reason why the best first step is to just be, it's simple and it's so hard to just sit with you with Mm. nothing else. It is like, how do I do that? We don't know how to just be with ourselves without a phone or a TV or a book to color or a book to read or, you know, something to just be able to be with oneself and not need a um, distraction or something else to keep our attention is exactly why we're disconnected. So the first step mm. to be able to just silence be is like a big step that's a huge step solitude is so true so true it took me years i always had a distraction going music going something something friends over or whatever um yeah took me took me years decades till mid 40s to be able to just sit quietly by myself and not feel like uh all fidgety like i gotta fix something yeah you know and, and and I think that goes back to practice too. I think no, when when I when I think about the Buddhists who have kind of you know mastered the EQ, it was right. through practice. It it was yeah. not someone wakes up and there's you have an incredible EQ all of a sudden. That doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. Like anything, it takes practice. It takes habits. Continues habit will eventually make it second nature 
but this year I've made it my intention and I can, you know, I, 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 I'm not very shy when it comes to like talking about my weaknesses, but lately I've been shy to talk about my strengths, but I think it's equally as important. But this oh, year yeah. I have grown so much in solitude. You know, this has probably been my best year when it comes to being able to sit with my thoughts and myself. And I've learned through, I've learned so much through just myself you know, uh, you know, growing up, I always, and it's good to admire people and look up to people. Absolutely. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that, but I spent so much of my days researching, you know, other people's opinions where I totally lost my opinion until I actually shut everything down and, you know, was okay for, for a long walk or, you know, sat down in my room all alone and figured out what have I learned from, from my past? How can I move forward? Because, Everyone's experience is unique. So solitude so is true. a great Sorry gift. about that. I just dropped something. <laughs> oh, no, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Annie Colleen is up. I think it's your turn to press the bubble. I think I, I think I made Poet was trying to say when I was listening earlier. It's called Safe Place Imagery, and it's... It's not meditative. She's right. It's definitely using the occipital over the the safe place imagery piece where you think of something using your five senses of something that brings you joy and staying there for a moment. It's a type of gratitude work and it is very, very effective. That was a nice skill to mention. Thank you for confirming that. Thank you for educating us about that on a whole nother level. That's fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. We have May's back. And why is it that people count all the negative things that go wrong with them? Everything that goes wrong with them, they always count the bad things that happen. You got to stop doing that if you can reprogram your mind or yourself or anything. And it's easier said than done. Trust me. It really is. Um, <laughs> Uh, you got a couple of questions on that questionnaire that kind of can open a whole other can of worms, and there is a third spot <laughs> on that forum to talk about what I know. Um, but give or take, you do have that one thing that everybody does is count all the bad things that happen to them, and then they basically go, why me? Well, um... It's not why, it's just things that pop up unexpectedly and you should just not think they're bad things, but they're things to try to figure out how to work them out so they turn out to be a positive thing. I have people who tell me, mm. oh, so many negative things happen to me. I'm thinking, no, those are all the positive things that you need to work out with yourself. Right. Absolutely. That's a great point. I have mixed feelings on that one. Like um, with, you know, like I have ADD and dyslexia. Right. So with that, okay. I agree. That's something that I learned about. I worked it out. And, you know, now I understand why, like, traditional school was a challenge. Um, if I was studying yeah. something that I didn't that I didn't have an interest in, it was extremely challenging. Things that I was interested in, no problem. Um, right. But, you know, when you're talking about trauma, I don't think it's just a choice like that, you know, Um this book, you know, the body whole, you know, keeps the score. The guy's a genius and he breaks it down very eloquently. Um, let me see if I can find, as you hit the next message, let me see if I can find mm -hmm. like the foreword from the book or something. 
Yeah. But I think also I agree with you too. And I think also another thing that she was referring to was um, the, the self, like the victimhood kind of mentality. Why does everything bad have to happen to me and how that's, that kind of thinking is, is not yeah, good. And I totally yeah. agree with that. I totally agree. Never have a victim mentality, but you know, yeah. but like we were talking about, you need to acknowledge what has happened to, um, Oh, absolutely. To move on, you know? Yeah. It's, it, I think it's the context, right? If, if I, if I look at why certain things happen and how it affected me, I, I think that's a victorhood mentality, not victimhood, because you're actually willing to face those things and move on and learn how to cope with them. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, so here's like a couple quotes from the inside cover. Psychological trauma can befall anyone, not just soldiers, refugees, or victims of rape. Uh, which are people that he does case studies on in this book. This important and helpful book makes sense of suffering and offers opportunity for healing by the mm. book list. And uh, which book was that again? And that was uh, The Body Keeps the Score. Okay, right. And here's another um, review written by Vince... Valetti, MD, Chief of Preventive Medicine, Emeritus, Kaiser Permanente, San Diego, co-principal investigator in the ACE study. This is an absolutely fascinating and clearly written book by one of the nation's most experienced physicians in the field of emotional trauma. The Body Keeps the Score helps us understand how life experiences play out in the function and malfunction of our bodies years later. So that's a brilliant synopsis of of what the book's about so if you guys listening in and if you like reading books please uh write that down order it. i think dave said it was like something like 13 bucks 12 bucks um, on amazon 12 bucks i always like to keep track of the books that people mention to me because i think there's so much to learn from books people who put their whole life experience into one book and we are able to read it in like a weekend or a week, depending how long it takes us, but it's, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah, and let me just read some of the headings here, because so it really is written like a, like a textbook for healing, right? So contents, part one, the rediscovery of trauma. You've got a lessons from a Vietnam veteran, um, other ones, part two, this is your brain on trauma. Um, it talks about uh, the anatomy of fight or flight and of how it, how being in flight mode for years can have a physical effect on the body. Uh, part three, the minds of children. Um, then we go into part four, the imprint of trauma, uncovering secrets, the problem of traumatic memory. Uh, and then part part five, paths to recovery. Healing from Trauma, Owning Yourself, Language, Miracle, and Tyranny, Letting Go of the Past, and he mentions EMDR. There's a whole section on EMDR. Uh, learning to Inhabit Your Body. He talks about yoga, Putting the Pieces Together, Self-Leadership, Filling in the Holes, Creating Structure, Applied Neuroscience, Rewiring the Fear-Driven Mind with Brain and Computer Interface Technology. 
Finding Your Voice, Communal Rhythms and Theater, um, and Performance Art, Singing, things like that. Um, and then there's a whole chapter of resources. So it's, you know, it's really fascinating. But yeah, um, sounds like there's a bunch of good nuggets in there. Yeah, let me read a page from the prologue before we jump back into the messages. One does not have to be a combat soldier or visit refugee camp in Syria or the Congo to encounter trauma. Trauma happens to us, our friends, our families, our neighbors. Research by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has shown that one in five Americans was sexually molested as a child. One in four was beaten by a parent to the point of a mark being left on their body, and one in three couples engages in physical violence. A quarter of us grew up with alcoholic relatives, and one out of eight witnessed their mother being beaten or hit. As human beings, we belong to an extremely resilient species. Since time immortal, we have rebounded from the relentless wars, countless disasters, both natural and man-made, and the violent and betrayals in our own lives. Both traumatic experiences do excuse me, but traumatic experiences do leave traces, whether on a large scale, on our histories or cultures, or close to home, on our families, with dark secrets being imperceptibly passed down through generations. They also leave traces in our minds and emotions and our capacity for joy and intimacy and even on our biology and an immune system. Trauma affects not only those who were directly exposed to it, but it also affects those around them. Soldiers returning home from combat may frighten their families with their rages or emotional absence. The wives of men who suffer from PSD tend to become depressed, and the children of depressed mothers are at risk of growing up and insecure and anxious, are at risk of growing up insecure and anxious. Having been exposed to family violence as a child often makes it difficult to establish stable, trusting relationships as an adult. So, powerful, powerful wow. book. Wow. And the stats are mind-blowing. Yeah, mind-blowing, yeah. Yeah. It really shows us how many people suffer in silence. Mm-hmm. Really. Really does, yeah. All right. Made a poet coming back in for another there one. There is so much damage. I say this to a lot of people all the time that we are so good at damning ourselves so well, burying ourselves twice as well, and punishing ourselves three times as well instead of realizing that it could have been avoided if we had our eyes wide open, if we had accepted the possibility that things that we were expecting weren't going to happen. Um, in a way that it wouldn't make us defeated, it would just be an effort and a failed one and an effort and then maybe another failed one that maybe by the third time around it might work to a better result or even get that result, not only let's not even say might, but give or take, people are so good at punishing themselves. They beat themselves up so well that the scars are seen. If you really get close enough to somebody, you could see them. And I see it all the time, and it annoys the hell out of me. So true. We've got, we've got that. The average human has that to an art form, but how often do we praise each other, you know? One of the mm. things that they taught when I was in real estate, and, uh, and I suggest anybody do this, um, is just take a Post-it and write some, some hype notes and put them on your 
on your bathroom mirror, you know, yeah. whatever you want, but just simple stuff like you rock or like in real estate or in any sales job, like yes is the word you're looking for every day. So, you know, yes in big, huge letters. Everybody's going to say yes. Yeah. Yeah, one thing, you know, I'm, I'm always, oh man, how many of us are so good at beating ourselves up, like she says? Oh, like yeah. when we talk to our younger us, our conversation and our dialogue would completely change to, hey, it's not your fault. You know, things happen to you. It's not your fault. And, right, uh, compassion as, and as empathy, adults, And as adults, often we think we can move forward or move past our pain without showing ourselves empathy. It's, it's more of a, you do this and then you do this. But we forget to show, give ourselves some of that empathy that we would have told our younger us. Absolutely. That's a great point. Or that we would give a friend, right? We would give that empathy yeah. to a friend, but we won't give it to ourselves. Like, what is that? Yeah, that's exactly. What is that? Yeah. You know? funny Absolutely. it's not funny <laughs> it's not funny but it's, it's funny ironic. but it's not it's, it's not funny yeah. yeah um here i'll read one more before you hit the next message before your 18th birthday did you often or very often feel that you didn't have enough to eat had to wear dirty clothes and had no one to protect you or your parents were too drunk or too high to take care of you or take you to the doctor if you needed it for me no no that's also no for me very privileged growing up yeah me too for the most part grew up super happy little kid yeah um yep, yep. you want to hit that next one may the right may the po hey. life changes hey everybody may's a poet putting your dreams on hanging stars shining the light so the innocent can see and shutting out the darkness speaking from the heart and taking the chance that you will be heard Words not falling on deaf ears. These are the things that mind changes and lives, life should take another road. Smelling a flower, enjoying the day, watching the sunset, watching the sunrise, hoping that your prayers have been answered in one way or the other, either talking to the heavens or talking to yourself, whichever makes you happy. And make sure, most of all, the things that you do or the things that you want to do within yourself while reaching out to others, meaning no harm and no great danger, and hopefully hoping that everything that you accomplish in your life makes you happy and less sad, and may you never shed a tear and always have a smile on your face and a good place in your heart. A poem by May the Poet. Just thoughts. <laughs> That's amazing. More, <laughs> more harmonic conversions right after I said, hey, May the Poet. May's a poet. Yeah. There, she busts That's so weird. Right? Yeah. Yeah, because I didn't read that or anything. I, you know, I, I was totally blind. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Go figure. Go figure. We got Ali Tay Tay next year. Yes, I hate that uh, saying, just get over it. It's not just get over it. The problem is people say that because nobody taught them how to regulate their emotions through situations like this because the the thing is when you know how to feel deal and move 
you feel it, you deal through it, and you process to move forward. So it's literally an emotional regulation within your brain that you know how to process a situation instead of not knowing what to do and having negative feelings, negative coping mechanisms, negative consequences. Emotional regulation. A lot of people don't have that skill. So true. So true. Very well put. Hey, um, please, people, no new messages. We're going to wrap it up, uh, you know, 8 o'clock, but we want to go ahead and finish these last messages that we've got. Uh, Appreciate everybody for being in the room. Much love to everybody. Much love. Yeah, things like that happen, and it's sad because what's happening is the child is looking for an attachment, you know, source of this person to look up to, this person to teach, this person is, you know, my authority. Because every child survival instinct is to attach to a mature um, person for life. Everything they need, sustenance, as growing up, they need an attachment to their caregivers. And when parents are absent and not um, there, children look elsewhere for that. So these... uh, adolescents and gang members become that for them yeah so true so true and i want to thank you for 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 you know speaking up about this stuff uh we value every one of you who comes through and shares your experience or just a comment or anything um i've i've really learned a lot so far and um this you know this is one of those things that why i like podcasting Often the topic that I choose or we choose as podcasters is not because we are perfect at it, it's because there is potential in there to help us, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So often I get healing and I get inspiration, not from, well, often from my co-host too, and I've learned a lot from you today and another thing, but often it's from the comments too. So just know that yeah. you guys are the stars of this podcast. You know, you are yeah. in our boat here. Absolutely. Much love, everybody. Much love. Much love. Got that next one? Yes, girl. Audie. You got it. Bang on the head. Look inside you to what you need for yourself and fulfillment of life. And that will attract what is going to bring more of that to your life instead of searching for something yeah so true so true couldn't have said it better clap it up for and Audi. I, I love when people clap bring it up, that up clap too it up. because um uh I, I think i was talking to you briefly about it german guy but um like the uh the law of attraction thing kind of got a bad rap of that stupid movie the secret because everybody started thinking oh i could just sit here and just think about things and they come to me and that's not at all what it's about it's you putting in your energy and focus at the same time like visualizing and seeing what you want in your life 
what you you know what you want to put into your life um and then working you know doing things to to help facilitate that process um but people don't understand the power that they have they really really don't and um I'm kind of seeing that uh, it needs to be brought up, so I'm glad you guys are talking. Mm, thank you so much, Top Boss. Great point. Great point, Top Very- Boss. Yeah, um, Jim Carrey said it really well. It Exactly. It's about setting the intention, but then following through and laying the footwork, mm-hmm. right? So Jim Carrey, this blew my mind. Jim Carrey wrote himself a check for $10 bucks and put it in his wallet with a date on it. He put a freaking date on it. And then he worked his ass off, as we all know. On the day that check was supposed to be good, he got his first paycheck from Dumb and Dumber. Wow. Bam. That's, how po- that how is powerful is that? So powerful. But he didn't sit on his butt and go, this is what I exactly. want, now give it to me. He was out there hustling. Yeah. You know, one of the yeah, hardest exactly. working dudes there is. We often look at the golden platter being passed to people and we think, oh, well, they... You know, they had, um, they got lucky, you know, they had the right people to connect with. But so often we see people in those, uh, you know, in those situations telling us the exact opposite, that they were grinding away at their dream. They were working hard. But I think often we, we accept that kind of belief just because it gives us an excuse to not chase our own things. Sure, sure. So good point. Hola, love that Wayne Gretzky shout out. He is the all-time best hockey player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll play the next message and while. Um, and yeah. another thing, going back to what you were saying about Glenn Maxwell. Um, and her being a part of the Jeffrey Epstein scandal, uh, that comes from, a, you know, a trauma type home where her father, I don't know if you guys have heard about her father, Robert Maxwell, um, you know, a very wealthy man, businessman, um, who was stealing pensions from, um, his company in order to fund his company and his lavish lifestyle. And, I believe his um, death was ruled a suicide, but there are people who still argue it was a murder, even though his uh, company was on the brink of collapsing at the time of his death. Um, But anyways, just her upbringing and having that type of ideology that um, wealth is more important than anything, you're willing to do your standards. uh, You're willing to do anything in order to have that life. I think she'll continue on the next message here. I'm about to head to bed, guys. But before I go, um, I was recently watching the Bad Boys 3 movie. And I don't know if you remember the conversation the captain is having with Mike before he is shot. But he's telling him about a joke about two men that are headed towards each other. One's on a motorcycle, one's on a horse. And it's a thin road, and they're headed right towards each other. And the guy on the motorcycle basically has ran off the road. And he asked the guy on the horse, like, bro, where are you going? And the guy's like, ask the horse. And the captain explains, you know, what the horse represents as far as, you know, our trauma, our egos, 
um, our reputation, all the things that are driving us and how sometimes, you know, they will run us off a cliff if we don't take control of them. Um, and I really liked that metaphor. And uh, I'm definitely going to use it in the future when I see things start to drive me that aren't really pure to who I am. There it is. There we go. And one of the biggest things you can do for your mental health is DM me for some feet pics. <laughs> <laughs> nice sense of humor. For <laughs> what? Feet pics? Feet pics? I don't know if I heard that right. Oh, feet pics. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, she's another one of these women getting rich off her uh, foot pics on Instagram, I guess. <laughs> Apparently, it's a thing. Really, eh? Yeah. Not oh. with my toes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't pay for guys' feet. <laughs> wow. Anyways... <laughs> Rock <laughs> and another thing and another thing hey German guy how you doing man um, yeah just uh, still going off that, that talk you had with uh, Thought Boss the other day it was pretty cool man and another thing um, yeah just give you a follow man I was working yesterday during the day here while it was your night and when Big Bear and uh, EMC did the um, 420 show for the countdown, I couldn't get to my phone to check because I had my earphones in, but I think that was you doing some rad tunes. I think it was. I could be wrong. You sound like a fool. But if it was you, damn, they rocked it. They made my day, man. That was awesome. Thank you, bro. Yeah, I was busting out some of my new music. Much appreciated. Yeah, we should definitely do a show where we just, like, show off each other's music and uh, stuff Let's like that. Let's do it. A music showcase. Open yeah. open mic music showcase thing. Let's do it. I'm down. Well, I'll tell you one thing that really, really made a big difference um, in my, you know, awakening and changing of my brain, brain's negative patterns. Um when you wake up in the morning most of the time our first thoughts are oh i have to wake up i don't want to just five more minutes all the alarms going off it's always something negative and it's almost like we don't even have a second to realize we're automatically going to that place yeah so when you wake up even if your mind thinks of something like that really as soon as you wake up put on a video you don't have it's not about looking at your phone you don't have to look at it it's about the sound of it put it on i saved one on my phone and put it on every morning that says positive i'm gonna have a great day yeah oh i'll finish this i'm gonna have a good day today and then you your mind looks for things that that can make it good you know it doesn't mean it's gonna be perfect but you're gonna change your outlook on your day you're setting the intention anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I love it. Thank you. Well, you guys, it's been such a pleasure. You know, Dan, I want to thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to talk to you about self-help 
and mental health. I think this is a topic that people needed to hear. And I, st I got some really good nuggets out of this one. If you ever want to reconnect with me in the future to do another show with me, let me know. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. Um, do you want to... I've enjoyed, it. Yeah, I've enjoyed yeah. it myself. Um, are you hearing an echo? A little bit. It, okay. It's more of a white noise kind of thing. Well, now it's gone. There we go. Um, audio. Triumph over adversity. Yeah, I really enjoyed the chat. Would love to chop it up with you uh, about various other topics, and we could always circle back to this because um, it's never ending, never ending, and it's a maintenance issue, right? Um, yeah, it's about self care in the long term. But I also just want to thank everybody that tuned in, and um, you know, everybody stay strong and and take care of yourself because uh, put yourself first because nobody else will. Absolutely. All right, it's been a pleasure. See you guys later. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.